Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle, especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. No. Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Good evening, everybody. This is The Session. Uh, you know, your bass is not turned down low and uh, your trouble is not too high. It is I, in fact, JP, hosting the show tonight. Apparently, Justin is sick, which, you know, coming off the last few shows, it would surprise nobody in this room <laughs> that he's not feeling up to living, I guess, or something. I don't know. Are his feet dead? <laughs> his feet might be dead, but the rest of his body's trying to follow. Oh, okay. It sounds like. Uh, no, I think he has a cold or something. He texted me late last night and was like, sorry, Bev. You there? Yeah. All right. He was like, uh, if this, this cough isn't getting any better, I'm like, huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, have another cigarette. Um, but anyway, no, I, I, I hope he gets better, of course. He has, like, fluid in his lungs, which sounds, isn't like bronchitis. It's the black lung. Yeah? Yeah. That's too bad. Vitamin B taking. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if he, if his doctor's like, you're uh, taking dude. way too much vitamin B, bro. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, so anyway, Jay's out, and, uh, of course, we wish him all the best, because uh, there's way too much pressure going on in this chair. But we're right. here. Tasty's here. The great Warrenini, the Warrenini is here. Who's that? It's you. Warren, oh. I'll fix that. You're like a magician. Why are you taking apart your headphones, dude? Because they're not working. What are you doing? That's I was trying you, to get a different one. That's why you're the great Warrenini. You're doing magic on your uh, on your headphones there. Do, are they, do these ones work? <laughs> you think Baba Booey ever has to do uh, um, his own repair work on his headphones? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know that these are working either. <laughs> well, you got to put them on. It's either that box well, or your head. 
<laughs> can you hear us now? You hear me now. Yeah. Oh, now I can. I'm not okay. wearing any. Then that, <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. We can eliminate anything. Now we're down to one problem. Okay. One possibility. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> I like. Yeah. Yeah. I like how Bev didn't trust your ears. Okay. Right. Well, they weren't working. You have to turn them up like super loud. No. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really loud. I think you're deaf. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. It's Monday. We got it worked out. I can hear. We got it worked out. Yeah. Uh, and I want to thank Morbier, who are the people who uh, allow us to talk like this on the radio for a living. Thank you, everybody, at morebeer.com. If you guys want to uh, grab something to homebrew with or some things, do the things. I don't know. Whatever. Morebeer.com. Uh, they have absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home. Uh, they really are the homebrewing champions. Um, of the Bay Area and the and the world, as a matter of fact, they do a lot for other groups besides ours. They really, do. they really do. See them everywhere, donating a lot of stuff, and really, you know, helping uh, homebrewers out. Yeah, I like those guys. I like those guys. I'm moving soon, and I was like, I texted Chris, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, I'm going to come raid your boxes." And oh, he goes, "Yeah, sure, yeah, come on yeah. over." So I drove all the way to Pitts, the Pittsburgh location, mm-hmm. and I met Chris, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm by the loading dock," which. Never had to say that before at a homebrew shop. I'm by the loading dock. Yeah. Yeah. Chris finds me and he comes to like the bin where, uh, you know, in the giant, you know, Walmart warehouse or whatever, um, where he has all the boxes and he's, I'm digging through them. And, and he's like, I know we have more out in the back, but, you know, they're in the dumpster and they're locked. We have three dumpsters now for cardboard and they're all locked and I don't know the combinations. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's how you know you've made it, is when you don't know the combination to the to trash know. bin. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you don't need to know. Of your three dumpsters. <laughs> yeah, your three, yeah, you don't need to know no, it. Yeah, and a loading dock. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, and because if, if Chris knew the combinations, he would be doing stuff. That's Chris's problem. <laughs> like, if, mm. like, when I was there, it was, our whole drive was like to separate Chris from doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Because if he tweeted too much, we deleted his account. Yes, I get it. for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Because he has a specific skill set, and yeah. wants to, we want him to focus on that to drive the <laughs> company right. and do all the tech and do and all that kind of stuff, right? Probably too many jobs there. Right? Yeah, Still, but yeah. he'll get distracted by like mm-hmm. helping out with the trash and doing all the stuff, and it's like, right. you know, you can't you can't have it. So he's really stoked about it, and, and mm-hmm. I'm happy for him. So it's pretty cool. So did you go dumpster diving? I didn't have the combination. He didn't have the. Oh, combo. you couldn't even climb in the top. So no, getting, it's, it's uh, locked. So you, they they close it and lock. Oh, and they're getting used boxes. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I'm not trying to buy used boxes, man. Oh, That's crazy. I actually crazy, have dude. a ton. This makes me really happy. I have a million boxes that I've been trying to get rid of and pawn off on somebody from when I moved. Yeah. They're yours. Great. Why do you still have them? I don't. Because Sam. Why is it always Sam? Sam well, <laughs> every answer starts Sam because needs a Sam. Ford. No. <laughs> yes. Well, no, you Sam, can't throw it away. You have to keep it. I'm well, no, Sam is like. First of all, we paid for boxes, which is stupid. Don't ever do that. Oh, and God. he's like, well, we're not going to stay here forever. We're going to move again. Meanwhile, our house is mm-hmm. much smaller, and we have no storage space. So right now, they're, they're neatly stacked behind a bookshelf in my upstairs hallway. <laughs> okay. You've got an extra six inches back mm-hmm. in it's your house. So, yeah. yeah. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> they're all yours. Great. And give me your six inches, Bev. You can have it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right. Over and over. Done and done. <laughs> Repurposing here today. Yeah, I love it. I think it's I'm great. I'm actually super happy, too, to get my six inches Somebody's smiling here. <laughs> Sounds good. Sick. Oh, the JJ. Hi, JJ. I haven't seen JJ in a long time. How many of those are there? Uh, okay, before we get started, I do want to talk to you guys about uh, supporting us. Uh, you know, not only uh, does Morbius support us, but uh, we have a lot of other ways to do that too. You can go to uh, what's the link? Taste, you're an expert at the uh, our store link. 
Oh, right to the store? Yeah, why not? No, I just go to thebrainnetwork.com and then I click on community and then it's our. There's, just, there's a thing up there. It's a store. TV. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah, check out uh, our, the forum or something, too. It's kind of dead over there. I know. It is getting kind of dead. Yeah. We, need, we need to do that. But uh, anyway, support us. Buy some cool merch, uh, thebrainnetwork.com. And like Tasty said, figure out the store on your own goddamn time. Uh, also, our Amazon link is up there, too, if you want to buy through Amazon. And that helps us, uh, you know, buy new equipment, like buy Warren some new headphones. Yeah. Well, these Sounds ones like work we for now. Okay, but they're super loud. Yes. All right. What? I don't know. Uh, today's show is going to be cool. We have Marshall uh, from Brewlosophy on again. Oh, Marshall, Not only doing uh, a one uh, round of tasting, but we actually have oh. two separate experiments to try. One is uh, from his series called The Hop Chronicles, which I believe, if I'm not too stupid to, to remember, is uh, using one hop all the way through. And then we taste it, and we have another survey to, to do. So during the first break, Which you li- was just emailed to all of you. Perfect. Uh, so your live listeners will have a couple songs while we. It's apparently a little bit more involved oh. than the normal like triangle tests. Oh, okay. So we'll do that survey. Get Marshall on and talk to us about the Hop Chronicles and what he's done before. Like I was reading one they did with Magnum and trying to you know basically just see where it's really appropriate. Is it really only appropriate for bittering, or can you use it for you know any late hop editions? And that mm-hmm. was pretty cool to read actually. Yeah, so just to get a little hard focus on something you know a small one aspect like that. Yeah, it's really cool, especially on the homebrew level. I mean, there's a lot of breweries that do it, um, but, you know, uh, who, who knows what they do? You know, our equipment is, is very different from uh, from commercial equipment. Our yield is very different. So as on a homebrew level, I think it's, it's pretty important. So we're going to be going through that. And then uh, the second segment, we're going to be doing actually one of the experiments, the, uh, the triangle test of for something. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, but that's the point, and then Great. we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. and then, um, uh, it's the blue cup. Yeah, yeah. just that's what you're going to oh, guess. Oh, we're picking now? <laughs> yes, I'll go yes, with the red. For picking now. <laughs> yes. well, if, I, if I had to go random, that's what I'm going to choose. <laughs> i got to go green. That's okay, just, hey, one of us is going to be right. Marshall, we're, we're done red. already. Sorry, yeah. bro. Yeah. Thanks for tuning into the Where's session. Yeah, let's 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 play the outro yeah. and get out of here. Um, no, so that's, that's going to be fun. I like Marvel. He's, he's oh, a yeah. good time. So is it Magnum today? Do we know it what is hop? not. No, we don't oh. know what hop. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think we know what hop. No, well, we don't know what hop. Do oh, okay. Yeah. Is that part of the, the test? I think that's what it is. We're like, we don't know what we're testing or what we're tasting, but I think there's going to be like, what notes do you pick up and, and uh, you know, kind of descriptors. Okay. I, I think. I haven't looked at the survey, so I really have no idea. All right. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited about it. I think yeah. it'll be fun. I like this kind of shit. Although I'm drinking this uh this uh what is this called? The Excisemen? Excisemen. Exciseman? Sus- yeah, from Sasabatot. Yes. From society. Exerciseman. And it's a dark lager. Uh it is roasty and has some hops, so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to to drink this against uh whatever Marshall gives us. <laughs> Hopefully it's dark and roasty like this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be uh sure it's gonna be amazing. Uh okay, let's do some feedback. Feedback. What do you think of that? Doc still hasn't sent me yeah, that we don't have song, music. dude. We don't have music. Do we have a sponsor? Uh, we might have a sponsor. Beer Law Center. Thank you, Tasty. Look at you. John at thebeerlawcenter.com. You know, I'm going to sign your name to this, Tasty, because yeah, you reminded me. Give me the money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, give me the money. Uh, beerlawcenter.com. John protects our trademark. Uh, he can help you protect yours, and he can also help you file for one, too. Uh, John's a good dude. And uh, he supports us, and he loves us, and we love him. So there you go. Speaking of Doc, Doc speaking of Doc, <clears throat> hi Doc. Hello. Welcome. 
Uh, 11 years, and you still can't remember to turn the microphone on. Well, he hasn't sat down yet. Oh, I figured you yeah. Yeah, we should turn me down anyway. He yeah. also didn't well, put his hat on the right way, so... Oh, man. He's been watching There's too that. much uh, Samuel L. Jackson. It's the new way. Right in the motor Who put all these snakes on this motherfucking plane? <laughs> Who put all these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking studio? Is that a seersucker Kangol hat? What? I don't know. Mm, looks it like looks it. good on me, though. <laughs> well, maybe. We're going to do some uh, feedback, Doc. Oh, wait, wait. I need to hear the feedback. I, I can't plug in. I don't know. We don't have it. We were just talking about that. Plug, plug, plug. All sorts of information. All sorts of things that are wrong. Hey. <laughs> Lupe's so giving him no shit. Yeah, Lupe's giving him shit. Look, Lupe. it was in the bin. Sorry, I would have had that out, but I had well, literally no idea he was going to be here. <laughs> now we can talk about Lupe. It's like Ooh. Christmas morning here. Who else is going to show up? All right, let's do some feedback. Are we ready, Doc? I am ready. Are you sure? I'm seated. I've got a beer in front of me. I'm a happy man. All right. Uh, this one is from Matt. He says, hey, my network's. Looking for some feedback in regards to what kind of hop varieties to grow on a half-acre hop farm. A buddy and me are planting around 700 hop plants and working to narrow down the varieties. Actually, there are rhizomes. And it's Buddy and I. Right. We are planning on (laughs) Chinook, Cascade, and Columbus for sure. After that, it's wide open. Segway to Adam and Eve Livery. Oh. Curious mm-hmm. to get everyone's thoughts and or suggestions. All the really popular hop varieties for IPAs are trademarked. Thanks, Obama, says. Uh, yeah, any thanks, pre- Obama. Any predictions mm-hmm. where the scene is headed? Heavy, larger focus pointing to growing noble varieties, working out the Stout Porter Avenue, and grow more traditional English hops? Cheers, from uh, again, from Matt. So I don't know. What should we, uh, what should we make this, this numbnut plant? Did he say where he was? Hey, go, uh, against the, go against the grain, you he know. Did not. Who's, who's yeah. growing traditional English hops? Nobody. I assume so. he's in a good growing region. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, you but, could. Well, we can't ask. He's doing the stout and porter kind of thing, so why not? Well, he's asking, like, if that's popular. I think he just wants to sell fucking hops to. Oh, wait, wait, half so these are for retail? So half acre, yeah. No, 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 no. No? For one yeah, beer? He, he can make some new friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, he could work at a brewery. I'm just extrapolating. Kind of, he didn't really mention that he's brewing anything, so I'm assuming that they're starting a hop farm together. Him mm, and his friend. Happy. Okay. His buddy and him. It's still a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Unless you want to do wet hop beers. Well, you can't Peloton. Well, I don't know. Unless, if you're, like, near in the, in, a, in a like Yakima Valley, you could probably take your four, your uh, 12 or so strands of hops to get a peloton <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a short run. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, otherwise you're, you're just whole hops and you're going to have uh, a half acre? I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. he, said, he said 700 hop plants. Yeah, but I'm going to half acre. He's going to, how many, he can maybe like make 800 pounds of hops or something? That's the most. Know. Dried? Yeah, not a whole lot. Right. Not even dried probably, so it's a lot of hassle to dry. Well, it I'm sounds gonna, like he's doing it. Right, so right. Do you let's have just, any recommendations talk about for this what's guy? The, if he, what, Cascade, of course, is a great hop. Yeah, right? yeah he's doing yeah. Chinook, Cascade, yeah. and Columbus. So I would say definitely go with that. Yeah. Okay. Right? Centennial, I'm pretty sure you can get rhizomes for. Yeah, but I, if, in terms of, if, like he's trying to, like, well, whatever, if you make something into the market that people want, yeah. that's really good, that's great, right? But I mean, I'm talking about. Uh, I'm looking at it from like the standpoint. I'm like making a beer, right? Like if I had a two hop Chinook and Cascade, I could make a nice, nice like, hoppy beer. Mm-hmm. And then, likewise, if I wanted to make an English beer, I could use Cascade for that as well in small amounts. It doesn't have a like a very citrus character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
But I would definitely do the uh, Cascade. Warren, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I think Columbus Cascade is a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I would add Centennial, maybe. I think. Okay. I think Centennial is a little bit more popular than Chinook. Just go all seas. Yeah. At least in the the brewing circles that I hey, am I mean, in, you force your way into right. It. That yeah. I wedge myself in, and they won't. They can't get me out. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> Chinook it seems pretty much like a like an early two thousands hop. Like it was really popular in the two thousands. It's so two thousand. Yeah. And then now it's kind of been replaced by all these tropical nonsenses. Yeah. Right? There's some lingers, but I would maybe consider swapping that one out. Mm. For what for? Mow it under. For Centennial. So Centennial and Cascade. Yeah, I think Centennial and Cascade, because I don't think you're going to have a hard time selling either of those. Well, it's all about late hops. Yeah, those are good late hops. Yeah, Um, that aren't trademarked. I mean, the trademarking trademarking does make a big difference. Yeah. Because you can't get Amarillo. Can't. Without a license. Yeah. Can you? Is Mosaic trademarked? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he should start a hop breeding company instead of a hop farm. How would that work? Well, when two, stuff? when two hop plants love each other, yeah, you have to take, they, they cross the pollinate. The yeah, he could be selling like you know the kind of embryos. Okay, yeah, he could, right? I mean, why not? Yeah, well, I guess he can do like it once. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long-term no investment. Um, but there's no, you don't have any predictions of where the scene is headed. I mean, there's there was just a a, a report out about uh, from like the Hop Growers Institute of the Wild West or whatever it's called mm-hmm. um, that kind of has all this information. So I would look online for yeah. any sort of hop production report. Um, there is a Hop Growers Association. I would talk to them about what's popular. Um, I would not rely on us because we don't know. Well, and there is, I think, is it University of Oregon? There's, there is a hop breeding Oregon program yeah. that is open to the public. Okay. That there are varieties I don't think they trademark. So you might be able to talk with them and maybe get some rhizomes that they're experimenting with and try growing them at your place. Yeah. I'm not sure. Otherwise, you, you go. USD will give you the rhizomes. USD will give you the rhizomes, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can buy them right from yeah. right from them. Yeah. I kind of want to start the show over because I, I just started the archive a minute and a half ago. Yeah, not good. But um, it's fine. I'll splice it together. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, it was really good radio. It was amazing. The first part, yeah. Probably the best ever. Yeah. Oh, my God. Probably the best ever. you got moving boxes now. Think about it. People don't even know you got moving boxes. They don't. And they they never. I don't know. I mean, mean, where'd you get them? Yeah. We don't know. Nobody knows. They grow grow on trees, apparently. Oh. Maybe Bev has some. Maybe. I'll ask her. Well, we've got to talk about Chris Graham again, just for no other reason. (laughs) That's true. I love that, man. I talked about him today. You did? Oh, I did. Twice, Twice actually. Twice. Oh, oh. Well, there you go. Uh, this nice. next one is from Paul from Queensland. Uh, he says, Good day, uh, guys and hey. Bevo. I'm one of your many Australian listeners. I have recently rekindled my love of the session and want to thank JP for his bloody great effort, apparently, as host, as well as his Netflix recommendation for Sour Grapes. I now hate wine people more. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Yeah, good that, that movie, um, it's about um, this... This Asian dude who was like uh, counterfeiting wine. Oh, I, oh, I yeah, saw that. Like high end, yeah. expensive. The label printer guy. He, yeah. He like yeah. Well, and they, they eventually busted him and they went into his flat and it was like just all these labels soaking and he just, just buys lots of other labels and anyway, just blends, like blends yeah, other rare yeah. wines in to make these super rare ones. Yeah. And he had formulas oh, yeah. written. Yeah. 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 It's so crazy, man. Yeah. And he crazy. made a lot of money. That guy's a dick. Um, if you want another one, I would recommend um, Redemption, which is about Jake the Snake, the wrestler in the WWF. Uh, that is a rad movie. 
Oh, there, there you go. Hmm. Recommendation of the week. All right. Yeah. Roll the thing. <laughs> I gave it a 4.8 okay. out of 5. 4.8 bald heads out of 5. Right. How many bald heads? 4.8. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty good, right? But, you know, when you're talking about bald heads. Yeah. That's pretty good. Four eight. That's a lot. Dude. I'm part of that group. Oh, it was good. People get that. I, dude, uh, watching at the end of it, I teared up. Do you have to be a wrestling fan, or will it, um, it touch it, everybody? It might help if you were a wrestling fan. Like I, okay. I used to watch Jake the Snake mm-hmm. r- wrestle, um, but uh, you know, it, it's it's still touching. Okay. Moving story is a moving story, right. regardless of that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, character development. Yeah, I mean, he was a crackhead, and then he. Anyway, it's a oh. whole thing. It's a whole thing. Wow, well, thanks for the recommendation. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure you're adding to your queue right now. <laughs> it's in there. Yeah, yes. well, I got to be. Uh, I'm backed up. Hold on. I don't watch a lot of television. Yeah. So I've got like, oh my god, I got series and series after. What do you do yeah. during the day? Uh, just computer shit. Sleep, yeah. You know. Just computer <laughs> sleep. Computer yeah. shit. Yeah. Like yeah. computer shit, like sleeping. Social media. I do a lot of yeah. sleeping. A lot yeah. Of sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Morning and afternoon naps. Nice. Yeah. And a morning nap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Huh. Every, Isn't that just every called dream bedtime? is about right. sex. Every really? morning dream is about sex. So so what are the afternoon like, ones about? You can dream about it. I'm going to dream about some sex. <laughs> it's like pretty cool. What are the right. afternoon ones about? Nothing. Like candies? I'm like dead. No. Really? They're about his morning dreams. <laughs> like He's dreaming about dreaming. I think I should be working. <laughs> that's probably true. I'm sure your clients don't listen to this. Well, you know, I send them an email every morning, and they think I'm working, and that's all that matters. That's That's pretty much what I do. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jay, I'm on it. Okay, I'm on this. I'll, I'll check it in tomorrow. Bye. No, actually, I do. Like, come <laughs> you should farm it to your kids. All right? Farm out, farm out the work to your kids. Yeah, press, yeah, pressing well, the well you, can, you can set times to send emails automatically, so you don't even need to farm it out to anybody. You know what I've always wanted to do if I had, if I had a job to do this is get a virtual assistant. Oh yeah! Like there's websites like like my man in India. No, for like five bucks an hour, you can pay people to oh. like access. To, they have access to your Google Calendar, and they can do simple stuff like send your send your mom um, a fucking birthday card every year, oh. or send your wife flowers on your anniversary. Do you do it's a real the, person. It's a real person, but, but like you just communicate with them online. Really? Yeah. And so, so and you can do stuff even like like data entry or number crunching, and it's, you know, like five bucks an hour. And you're you like, here you go. The, you really? Yeah. Christmas cards. Christmas right. cards. That would be great. Maybe yeah. yeah. What about like Valentine's Day cards? And, Is that a holiday? Or birthday any cards. Card. That's not a okay. holiday. Any card you want, man. Could they do the actual Valentine's date? Like go on it? <laughs> that would probably be extra. No? Okay. What if you need excuses as to why you can't go or you forgot it was Valentine's? Can they make those excuses up for you? I'm sure. sure. I'm sure they could, okay. yeah. That might be $6 well, an hour. You have to think you if they do know. a lot of this kind of stuff, they have experience, so they know how to... Get a guy out of a jam, you know, if he comes home late. Yeah. His wife's mad at him, and he's, you know. I think it'd be great. Even on the couch, you can go to your assistant and ask, like, well, what do I do now? Hey, forge some document. Like, send me a memo that, like, it was good <laughs> yeah. to have you in the meeting yesterday. Or something. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I was held captive by some I think that'd be rad. Yeah. Uh, this one starts out saying, what's up, douchecocks and Bebo? I didn't heard that one before. That's a good huh. one. I uh, finally got the nerve to sign up and donate my measly two bucks a month after hearing about Justin's failing health. Thank hopefully, you. Thank thank you. <laughs> hopefully, my two dollars can do some good towards a prolonging the towards a prolonging the life of a miserable prick who is seemingly already on borrowed time. Oh, just put your two bucks into the death pool, man. <laughs> I want to thank the Brewing Network for helping me to make better beer over the last couple of years. I started out listening to Doctor Homebrew. Wow. Never heard that before oh, either. Oh, wow. Um, Started out that way? Yeah. And after I devoured all of those episodes, I'm working my way backwards through the session archives, and I'm back to 2010. Bizarro Sam Calgione has me pissing in my pants. 
Oh, okay. Uh, or yeah, Andy Wood there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. Thanks to JP and to the rest of the guys, I have passed the BJCP entrance exam, and I'm eagerly awaiting my tasting results, which I'm sure I passed. Congratulations, young man. Nice. We, need, we need more judges. Yes. I guess. I don't no, it's know. It's a noble thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, recently, my club, the Iowa Brewers Union, or IBU... Oh. Has nominated me to pre- <laughs> right. Has nominated That's me to funny. president because of my giant throbbing brewing prowess. Ooh. I listen every night, and just a week ago, I was going to get the mail when our dog ran out in the road and got hit by a car. Oh. Horrible. Oh, sorry. I thought. Um, as sad and as crushing as this was, <laughs> afterwards, crushing. while I'm throwing him in a box to take back to our burn pile. <laughs> oh, you put him in a box. That's yeah. nice. Uh, to throw him on the burn pile, you douches spent about 15 minutes on what Justin was going to do with Biscuit once she finally dies, including what oh. positions you could taxiderm her in <laughs> and what piece of furniture she could serve as. You sick fucks were still able to make me laugh with tears in my eyes. So for that, I am forever <laughs> dead to you. Enjoy your two fucking bucks, scumbags. So he didn't pull it off the burn pile and apparently not uh, embalmed let's make sure we got the two bucks right uh seriously can't wait to meet you guys at nhc this year and be able to look (laughs) you in the face and say suck it jp because after all isn't that what we are really paying for love you jp justin tasty bevo and doc in that order apparently doc ouchie uh and then everyone else after that well at least i got named yeah yeah there's nobody else right (laughs) nope well nobody, Uh, nobody after me cheers and suck it that's from tony Hey, Tony. So, uh, yeah, your dog got hit by a car, and you saw yeah. it. That, that's got to hurt. It was yeah. crushing. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Jeff. He says, uh, Dear BNS Hats and Bevo. And yes, it's spelled Bevo. <laughs> I've donated a few times in the past, but today I signed up to be a reoccurring donor. Calm down. He says, just a private first class. I mostly wanted to get emails about the BN party during the AHA Homebrewers Convention this June in Minneapolis. I'll forget that I signed up, so I really, uh, so really everyone wins, which I guess he's saying that Winner. he'll never stop. Well, he's, he's not going to cancel forgot, after right. NHC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that Justin doesn't have any information yet to give out. Probably not. No. Uh, thanks, for the inter- nothing. thanks for the entertainment <laughs> nothing. and the great <laughs> brewing advice. Uh, hope to see you all in the Twin Cities. Uh, and then he says, cheers. He goes, P.S., here's a little something you guys might find interesting. Last weekend, the AHA held a wart giveaway and rally at Surly Brewing Company. This is the same wart that Surly is using for the commemorative beer for this year's AHA convention in June, oh. giving the local homebrewing community a chance to brew the same wort many different ways to share at the convention. I thought that's, that's a really cool idea. That's the yeah. loop there. I like yeah. That. yeah. That's going to be fun, man. Club night will be interesting this year, that's for sure. For you? For, I don't know. Well, for, they can put all those beers at one booth. <laughs> for you? <laughs> well, well, no. Uh, no, for the 20 people that bring that wort back made right. 20, different, 20 different ways. Uh, this is from Evan. He says, uh, please continue the artfully articulated semantics of the Chechnyan <laughs> banter, which you have impregnated into this already lovely show. Oh, dear. I gander to suggest you dedicate a minimum of 20 minutes per session <laughs> to such explorers. A cultural detour, let's say. He wants 20 minutes in Chechnya? Oh. I think you should not do that. In Chechnya, they don't have 20 minutes. Well, also, I gander to suggest... Yeah, he's trying. Can you gander to he's gandering? Brew long and ferment, Evan. That guy's a Chechenian. Oh yes. Oh man. Why don't we get a Chechenian on the line? Just get a Chechenian on that. That'd be great. That'd be fun. Actually, one of the one of the bad guys in the new Twenty Four reboot is Chechenian. I was like, oh man. Check's hot. Uh, this is from Gay Kyle. Oh, I know. Oh, our friend Kyle. Gay Kyle wrote in. <laughs> we haven't heard from Gay Original? Kyle in a long time. Remember, 
Wonder if he's in your mind. There's two gay Kyles. Okay. Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> gay Kyle says you need to give Alex the dude from Field Twerk his own show. He sounds just like T.J. Miller. I don't know who the fuck uh, someone's written in before. Like we've really talked about this before. Like, he's yeah. in Silicon he's Valley. Names out there. Man. Oh, okay. He's got curly hair. Okay. Uh, perhaps get Dave from Flat Tail as a co-host. That would be a beautiful train wreck. Hmm. Uh, and then he okay. says uh, that I've been killing it as host, but I, whatever. Thank you. Um, I just mull right over that shit. Suck it, Justin. <laughs> Sincerely, Gay Kyle. Field twerk. That'd be great. Um, and then I think this is our last one. Yes, this is from Corby. He says, uh, Dear JP and crew, and Justin, if you decided to come to work. <laughs> Obviously, it's not tonight. Oh, yeah. wait. Uh, this is Corby again. He says, Army guy in Bavaria. I have a question about bottle priming a double IPA. Uh, my post-boil starting gravity was 1082. I used Mangrove Jack brand MM4 US West Coast yeast. I don't know what that means. Yeah, he says he has a hard time getting White Labs shipped over there. Uh, my question is about attenuation. Am I facing a potential problem? It is possible, um, excuse me, is it possible that the yeast will reach its maximum attenuation alcohol resistance in the fermenter, and then when I try to bottle prime, have nothing happen? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, a second question. If I use a fast ferment, it's a seven-gallon plastic comical. I love it, but I have a doubt. Do you think that I could be getting oxygenation because it's plastic? Have you heard anything about that? No, not really. Um, especially in the fast ferment. You shouldn't have that's, a thick, that's pretty thick plastic. <laughs> yeah, you're too. not going to leave it there very long. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing, you know, a wart with that kind of specific gravity, the OG... That's 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 stressing the yeast right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I like adding, you know, the, the sugar and then other adjuncts after you're starting to ferment. Let let them get a, attenuated to where they are, and then and then add the stuff after. But if you just throw, especially if it's the yeast you don't even know about, right? Into what do you say a ten eighty two or yeah, yeah ten eighty two. That's pretty stout, you know. And if you do that, they're gonna. They're going to stall out, probably, and you're going to end up with a uh, high finishing gravity, probably. There's and then and the yeast are dead. Yeah. And then the yeast are dead. So, so he should be adding a bottling Well, yeast. you should do the normal things when you're making a strong well, any beer. Make right. a good, good-sized starter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pitch Oxygenate a Oxygenate yeah. the first day and a beer this and do big, all this stuff, but And oxygenate the second day. He's probably going to be more Maybe crying the about the high finishing gravity, let alone uh, you know whether it's going to be bottling or not. I don't know. If you finish with a high finishing gravity and you want a bottle condition, you don't need to add more sugar at that point. Yeah, just right. I mean, I think he's specifically asking about if I mean he's implying if he should add more yeast because oh, he definitely yeah. yeah definitely. What kind of yeast? Just fucking anything, right? <laughs> you got to you're gonna have to get a really good yeast pitch up, uh, a stir plate, that kind of thing for bottling. Um, you. Listen to what he's doing, man. He's, he's, I'm listening to what he's doing. Are you listening to what he's doing? He's got a really high gravity beer. It, the yeah. yeast that he had in there pooped out. I don't know if they pooped out, Doc. I think you're inferring a lot of stuff. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I know, but he's specifically asking what he should be doing for bottling. Um, so add, we're going to assume some, that it's fermented some, just fine. Okay, let's assume that even though it fermented just fine, 
Uh, you got you got to do a big pitch. I've done some Belgians that just for right, bottling. So, right, yeah, so, bottling. They just so, uh, they, they just didn't take off. So you would pitch big for bottling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right, so I assume he's got he's got like a, two cases of bottles. Yeah. That are flat. Yeah. How do we how do we get him where he wants to be from here? I th- I don't even think he's I don't think he's bottled yet. So how does he know that uh, it's not going to fer- uh, carminate it when he does? Well, he's just right. asking if he's facing I, I a potential he's problem. Talk, he's talking about yeah. whether that uh, it, can he that just stop for a minute? Or how's in all the deep east died? I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I mean, unless he's already tried it, it didn't work. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that yeast, but most times that yeast that you used uh, for the primary right. ferment is pretty pooped out. Okay. By that yes. point. So and he then, should use. So he should not rely on the the yeast in suspension like you normally would. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's such it's Perfect. such a high gravity. That's the that answer. Kind of, yeah. That's yeah. the answer. Got it. Got it. You good, Corby? And he says, "P.S. Last time I wrote in, JP suggested I seek out Belgian beers, and Beardy responded, why when there's such great German beer?' Uh, answer: He drinks so much of both. So okay. there you go. Okay, that was your feedback. What do you think of that? That was pretty good. Nice. It was okay. Right? No spam. <laughs> no spam. No. No. no, no, no you, you just glossed over all the, all the all the JP stuff. Yeah, it that makes me feel okay. weird. It makes me feel weird. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna be speaking with Marshall from Brewlosophy. Hang on, we'll be right back. Thank you. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. 
Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. It's time to talk beer and chew bubble gum. And we're all out of gum. The session. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We're about to have Marshall from Brewlosophy.com on. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to talk to you about some shit. Oh, yes. What do you think? I, what do you guys think about that? Like bedtime stories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's time to time for Tasty's uh, early Luckily, evening nap. I right? Yeah. Two, I, no, I never do an evening I, nap. I think you get a. Oh. Cat, I think you're you're becoming more like a cat, where it's just the the older uh, you get, the more naps you take. Uh, you gotta you gotta gear up. You gotta rest for your for your midday snooze. Is it just me or is his beard getting longer? <laughs> his beard is getting long. I think he's challenging you. Ben Winkle kind of a deal. Imagine me curl up in a in a half a ball all day. 
Growing hair. That's <laughs> just all I'm doing. What am I doing? Growing hair. If he's not hair. trimming it. That's what you should tell people. Like, instead of instead of taking, you were, oh, I was just taking a nap, or you just woke me up. Oh, I was just growing hair. Growing yeah, hair. just growing my beard. Yeah. You know? It's better than doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen what the free Brew Guru app can do for you? Totally have. Oh, yeah. Uh, built for homebrewers and beer lovers, the Brew Guru delivers sage brewing knowledge and money-saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops. I see more people posting from this app on Facebook now than 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 ever. I, I think oh, people yeah. are really really digging on this on thing. Today, I want some information. No one can hear you. <laughs> yeah, your mic. Your microphone. Hey, Doc. <laughs> um, yeah, I, went, I was on there today, actually, Mac. Oh yeah. Yeah, I uh, want some information right there. And you got the inform- okay. said information was delivered. Uh, it was, it was, uh, Sounds like a win-win, I, Warren. It's like yeah. I, have, I have that app. Was the information <laughs> as ambiguous as you're being right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. Okay. got some information. What kind? I'd rather not say. <laughs> but the Brew Guru app delivered it. I used it. the goddamn app. <laughs> if you want information, you will get it. JP always wants information. Uh, I do. Uh, I'm like, uh, I don't know, whatever. Information whore? You're like it. It's on the prisoner. Yeah. Information. Uh, the American Homebrewers Association designed the powerful mobile app to help homebrewers and craft beer lovers explore the wide world of beer we all share. With BrewGuru, you can effortlessly, which is always takes tons of effort to say, Ugh. find deals and save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies, level up your brew IQ with hand-picked articles, proven recipes, and trusted resources from the American Homebrewers Association and the lovely Zymergy magazine and the powerful brewery locator to find nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, homebrew supply shops, and brew pubs. So uh, check it out. Wherever you are, uh, they will help you find some good yeah. beer. You can get it uh, from your iPhone, your iPad, your yeah. iAndroid. You can learn more at homebrewersassociation.org. We actually had somebody use it to get the uh, pub discount last week. No way. Really? Yeah. That's rad. Yeah. Bartender came and was like, do you know what this is about? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Pretty official. Give them 10% off. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm an AHA member, but if I wasn't, mm-hmm. well, I shouldn't say this because this would be a good way to scam everybody. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. Instead, I'm going to bring Scammer. up, Marshall, I'm going to give you no information. Right. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Marshall, are you here, my friend? I'm here, my friend. <laughs> no, I'm your, wait. wait, you're my, wait. I'm my own friend. It's an echo. I'm here, your you're friend. You're your only friend. <laughs> yeah. I'm my best friend. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, Marshall? Thanks for joining us, man. I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me on again, guys. Hey, I heard that you've launched a podcast. That, so that we we are kind of launching it. Uh, we okay. did the whole because I'm about know, to hang up on your ass, right? right now yeah, you're for welcome for stealing yeah, our game. We have a knock and <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping that would come out at the end so that everything would be cool until then. That's not how yeah. it works here. Nothing Let's be cool. friends. We Let's know still some be things. <laughs> no, no, we're all on a sinking oh. ship. <laughs> yeah, so Our, ours is not going to be anywhere near as awesome as your guys is. I, I promise you that. Well, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Well, we're, we just recorded that little piece there. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be <laughs> the promo, the, the opening. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We'll be all right. No, um, so go, go ahead, man. You're saying you're just rolling it out. Yeah, we're just rolling out the podcast, the Brewlosophy podcast. Right now, you have to search for it with the umlaut, which is cool and also really stupid. Um, and, <laughs> how do you get the umlaut on your computer, yeah, bro? I, this is oh, how really? shitty I am at this. Is Tell I me can't about the umlaut again. Up. Yeah. What's that? I Tell me about I the umlaut. No, shut up, Doc. Not you. Shirt terms. Yeah. So. Anyways, uh, that's that's kind of the next big thing we're doing right now. But we're still going to focus on the website, and we're still going to publish as many articles as we usually do, which is two a week. One of them being an experiment, and uh, we're we're doing this whole Hop Chronicles thing. What's it going to be? 
What's it going to be? Yeah, you said yeah, a word. one with an X, and I've lost the middle part of that word. An X what? It ends with a Ex- T? Experiment. Expe- no, I no. don't think that's what it is. I don't know what you're talking about. An expodiment? It starts with a B, not a P. I don't understand. Experiment? I think it's experiment. Oh, oh, yeah. Just giving you shit. Are you dropping that whole experiment thing? No, no, no. We're still doing it. Okay. I just I, I just try not to say it like that. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I'm just giving you shit because I know last time we had you on, you're like, God, I should never have done that in the first place. Yeah, I there was. I mean, you know, I thought I was being genius, and then I realized that it's been used. I don't know, six hundred times before I I came up with it. Yeah. Well, dude, you're talking to a guy who has a podcast about Disneyland. It has a Z instead of an S. So that's that is gangster, dude. I feel you where where it comes to like, fuck. Why did I? I thought I was being really clever at the time, and it's just now it's a pain in the ass for people to have to like search for it. Well, and Terrence is on it, (laughs) and Terrence is on it. So there's that. Fine. So so what's your podcast called? We're just calling it the Brewlosophy Podcast. Oh. That's pretty good. There. That's with creative. an umlaut. Well, good luck. Maybe it's time to rebrand. With that, my friend, I hope that you... <laughs> if we uh, had a Twitter game, that'd be a good Twitter game. If, uh, that's true. Brewlosophy rebranded, what, what should they call themselves? Yeah. <laughs> it would be a good Twitter game. I don't have a computer and my phone's about to die, yeah. so we can't do we're Twitter. Yeah. Well, that's all right, Marshall. So we're going to start off your, your two segments with us with uh, talking about the Hop Chronicles. What's, what's going on there? Give us a little intro on that, if you could, please. Yeah, sure. So the Hop Chronicles is a project we started just over a year ago. Um, it was sort of inspired by some stuff I saw some other dudes doing around uh, the the old internet. Uh, Matt Hombard has a website where he uh, was making saison with a single strain, a, a single variety of hops, um, and then kind of evaluating it on his own. And I thought, man, we it would be a lot of fun if we took that and had you know this 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 uh, panel of tasters that we usually get who have no idea what we're serving them to evaluate the beer in terms of aroma and flavor uh, on all of these different hop descriptors without knowing what the hop was. And mm. so that's what it's become. And we, we, we pump out the same types of charts for every single hop that we do. And I guess the ultimate goal kind of being that, that uh, brewers are going to be able to kind of have a place to go and look to see what people who are drinking who don't know what the hop is actually think uh, of the hop. So... That's uh, that's crazy, man. So that'd be, that'd be a valuable thing. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, and so you can go on on uh, thebrewlosophy dot com and check out the Hop Chronicles. I was looking at it earlier today at the at the doctor's office, and um, I don't know why I told you where I was, and um, it was pretty cool. And so you take the results and you spider graph them out, right? That's 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 what that little thing is called, right? Yeah, the spider graph or the radar graph. That's yeah. that's probably the coolest thing that we get from it. But we also we also ask things like how how what's the potency of the hop or how pungent the hop is. Um, what types of styles of beer do you think the hop would work best in? Um, stuff like that. And and so what we've been able to glean is that most people think every hop works well in an IPA and a pale ale. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what and I then, said. Hmm. Pro- probably I didn't have to say that just because of that. Yeah, <laughs> I did not recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, either do I. Um, after that, I, I, I once you read, once you see kind of the IPA and pale ale ratings, I kind of, you know, uh, uh, hush those a little bit and pay more attention to the other stuff. But prob- probably yeah. one of the more interesting findings was um, <clears throat> when we had one of our one of the guys do uh, check sots, and I'm almost certain the number one, uh, or uh, I think it was saws. Yeah, one of the one of the top two or three. Um, styles was you know german lager beer or or hmm. something like that so yeah it wasn't ipa 
It was not IPA on that one. No. <laughs> Triple IPA. <Yeah. laughs> this would be great in a Pliny clone, I'm sure. It would be amazing. So yeah. how are you seeing these, these hops kind of kind of break down? Are you noticing any sort of uh, you know, uh, trends or, or, or maybe some, some different uh, characteristics in these hops that, that we don't necessarily see on? Like you go to a homebrew shop and they list kind of some of the descriptors, the common descriptors for, for each hop. Are you seeing some more, some different things come out that we're just not really used to seeing? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, for the most part, the descriptors that we get from the big, you know, hop, hop, the hop growers and all that in Yakima Valley and the Willamette Valley of Oregon and all that, are there, they seem to be pretty congruent with what we're finding. Um, I think probably the most surprising one it has been for me at least has been the centennial uh this when we when we tested out centennial hops um you know that's that's such a classic it, it used to be kind of the new hop but it's become such a classic hop used by home brewers and craft brewers and and um when when we ran that one the kind of the main thing people were noting uh was more of a spicy earthy character to it not not spicy like phenolic but almost like cinnamon a little bit of like a cinnamon type of spice to it, uh, much more than the kind of fruity stuff or grapefruit that I was expecting from it, at least. Wow. So stuff like that. Now, yeah, it, it was really shocking. And one thing we have to keep in mind, I was talking with the folks from Hopsteiner about this, and uh, they were saying that, you know, you know, every year you're going to you're going to get a slight difference in the same variety of hop. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the yield from that year is going to be a little bit different year to year. And so just make sure to pay attention to that. But the Centennial one, yeah, definitely wasn't what I was expecting. And I've had beers made with 100 percent Centennial, you know, a long time ago. Um, and, and this was kind of a reminder of, you know, it, the, the beer kind of tasted to me, you know, it, it was similar to something like a Sierra Nevada pale ale. It kind of had that sharper bitterness with a really clean hop character to it that wasn't punch you in the face, you know, overripe tropical fruit that we're used to these days. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Even same year, farm to farm, you can have a pretty significant uh, variation. Yeah. And right. Yeah. In, in, I'm a big Centennial fan, and so maybe I noticed that one more so than others, but mm. there's a huge amount of variation in what you can get in terms of flavors from Centennial of any given year. Depending yeah, on where right. you're getting it from. Cascade too. Right, exactly. Yeah, so many people are making it, it's not going to taste the same if it's are there some, grown everywhere. Are there some uh, varietals that are more prone to these larger shifts than others? Well, I think it might possibly might be just because Centennial is available on the open market it's not trademarked it's popular anybody can grow anybody can buy rhizomes and it can be grown anywhere so that means it'd be more more you know appalachians there's more farm more geographical variation okay yeah well yeah right there's that there's that kind of component of terroir you know Mm -hmm. um so and uh, and it it, yeah so i'm sorry marshall on the uh like for instance the uh the pungency that that might be evaluated in a beer it depends on how, how big the beer is right like if it's a a stronger beer. Do you make yeah, all these right. beers to the same uh, basic, uh, same basic IBU, BU balance? You know, like, uh, same yeah. state, like, what do you do? That, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so when we first started this back in August of 2015, uh, the the goal was to every, you know, all of us who were doing this, who, the, the, of the contributors who were doing this, were going to brew the same exact recipe, you know, over and over again with with just different hops, and it's always a single hop. We don't bitter with anything else. Um, it's it's the same hop all the way through. 
Um, what we started to find is that, uh, that, that we wanted some variety <laughs> in our own drinking. And so what we've kind of turned to is we will design a beer with, with one or two different, uh, malts. It's usually for me, maybe up to three. Usually for me, it's like, you know, 80% two row, maybe, a maybe a little touch of Vienna and a whisper of victory or something like that. Um, nothing that's going to get too much in the way of the hops. And then, uh, every beer, every single beer is brewed to about 1052 OG and then bittered to no more than about 35 IBU. And that was something I learned. Uh, I went up to Hopsteiner for the harvest this year and, um, they, they have, you know, they have their sensory analysis lab and all that stuff. And we were kind of got, got into talking about how they do their hop analysis. And that, that's something that they've determined seems to help the hop character come through is when the bitterness isn't getting too much in the way of the, of the aroma and flavor. Right. Now, in terms of value of the information, uh, people don't typically make a, a single hop beer. Or if they do use a hop, they use a different one, like a, maybe like a typical neutral bittering hop at the beginning. Right. So what if the hop that we're, you're really evaluating uh, is not really good for bittering? It, it's sort of like uh, it has too much carryover uh, and, and almost hides some of the flavor associated right. with the late hopping. Yeah, and that was something I thought about as well. I mean, we did a an experiment a while back on the whole cohumulone thing, um, you know, a high coho hop versus a lower coho hop, and it was it was significant. So that that could definitely play a part. Part of what we're looking at though is the is the entire palate, right? The the what everything this particular hop seems to impart to a beer, and so what what you know, I guess the original idea was that people who are reading these charts will be able to kind of take what we provide the, the data that we provide and say, okay, well, you know, people are saying that this beer maybe was a little harsh or whatever it was, um, but super pungent in the tropical fruit. And that's what I want. So I'll use it later on in the boil, um, or, or maybe in the dry hop. The, the thing is though, we've got, um, we, you know, there's, most of the bittering is still coming. Most of the hops that we're getting these days, even even with the sods, we're still bittering mostly after 30 minutes in the boil. So we're not we're not hitting it too much at the. Most of the hops are coming in later in the boil. I guess is what I'm. So you say to. half late and half early? Would that be reasonable? Something like that, or? Oh, it's more than half that, more than that, half that are coming in. Oh, yeah. You're, we're, we're maybe, I think for the most part, we're getting about nine, you know, nine to 12 BU from the, from, the from it, everything before 30 minute mark. Yeah. I see. Mm. All right. So, so the, the emphasis in, uh, is flavor and aroma. So why, why not just do like a Whirlpool edition? Why not, why not just emphasize those to see what the hop does? Yeah, we we actually messed around a little bit with with that idea, mm-hmm. and in in designing those recipes, there are certain hops. There there are quite a few actually um, hops coming out. Some experimental hops that are low AA, which is surprising in this day yeah, and age. But we're talking cool. like <laughs> down, down at five percent AA and lower. Is there breeding and, for, for that for flavor in a room? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and to, to, if we're if we're throwing just a bunch of hops at the whirlpool in a five or ten gallon batch, we're usually splitting these off and turning them into experiments as well. So they're usually 10 gallon batches i mean we would that that require like three or four pounds of these hops and, and <laughs> we usually, uh, usually get sent a pound you know sure so, yeah that's yeah. right yeah. yeah i can't make enough beer right okay. exactly thank you are you finding that that uh you're having people write you and be like hey we're actually adjusting our our, our recipes based on on these uh these hop chronicles 
Uh, I mo- yeah, yeah. I've I've received I think two emails from professional brewers, smaller you know smaller craft brewers, but yeah. from from home brewers all the time who are yeah they th- this this series wasn't something I ever expected to really kind of catch on. I thought it would be just for for just for the hop nerds, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it seems like I think people really like that spider graph. <laughs> it <laughs> it kind of gives them something. It is really know. cool, man. I, I you know I started getting to those when I was learning about oak. Uh, you know those are really big in the barrel scene. Uh, the, oh, the spider right, graphs yeah. and shit, and uh, I've always thought it'd be really great for kits, for beer kits, and for beers in general, uh, because it really—I'm much more of a visual person than if you just tell me words. You know, I don't really care. I don't really listen to words totally. a whole lot. Um, but I think, I think, yeah, I think that'll be—I think they're pretty cool, man. And uh, I, I really like doing the experiment. So, do me a favor. So, walk us through what we did, because even though we just looked through two pages of questions, I forget every single thing. So, how are these? Uh, how are these uh, surveys set up? What are you? Uh, how are you asking us? stuff what are you looking for okay so our biggest uh, kind of the biggest um not i wouldn't call it a a, you know argument but 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 when we really started talking about developing the survey for the hop chronicles a couple years ago the big thing was how do we how do we delineate whether something is aroma or flavor and and you know it, it most of us have experienced smelling a beer and then having it taste different. Mm-hmm. And so what what we also wanted to do was keep the survey short and we had to kind of sacrifice that in order to get the best data that that we thought was possible. And so basically what we do is we have tasters who we we you know we'll fill you guys in, we'll fill the tasters in on <coughs> excuse me on what the purpose of the experiment is. The beers are typically served in regular tasting glasses. We don't do the whole colored glass thing because this isn't a triangle test. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we'll, I, I try to fill them about halfway to leave a little room for your nose to fit into the glass. And we ask tasters right up front, you know, don't taste these beers. Uh, I want you to smell the beer. You're going to answer, I believe it's 14 questions on really common hop descriptors. And then you rate how how pungent or how present you feel that particular descriptor is on a zero to nine scale. Um, zero means that it's not present at all. You don't pick it up all. And, and uh, a nine would mean that it's extremely present, that it's very strong to you. And then as soon as people are done uh, with the aroma section, they move on to flavor and they just focus on the, on the flavor and what they're picking up on their palate. Same scale. Okay. Now, uh, like... You know, the uh, intensity or the uh, or what or what do you think the uh, this, this hop would be good? What style would it be good in? Presumes yeah. that people know uh, the styles or has has drank enough beer that they can make some statement about intensity. So I mean, yeah. people filling out the survey matter. So I mean, or do they? I mean, you're saying well, if somebody's really good, yeah. their 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 answer is not weighted any heavier than uh, somebody that has no idea what they're doing. Yeah, right. We don't, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't laud people for their experience drinking beer. Um, and, and so what, what we'll typically do, most of the data that's collected for all of the hop chronicles, most of the experiment data for that matter is collected either at a homebrew club at a, at a craft, uh, craft beer pub who has invited us over to collect data and they kind of announce it on their, you know, uh, social network channels and all that stuff. So the people who are showing up typically know beer relatively well, but Mm. similar to with the experiment series, a part of what we're looking for is, um, Oh, hold on. Why? If you, are you hearing noise? Cause I'm hearing no. a really loud noise. No. Right now. I'm not hearing noise. 
Okay, it's gone. So anyways, a part of what we're looking for is what the regular person experiences, uh, uh, how they experience it. And we've, I've never actually had um, – we do these far fewer than we do the experiments. And with the Hop Chronicles, the ones that I've done, yeah, I've never had anyone you know, question, well, what kind of styles are there out there? And uh, you know, most people are able to kind of pick out the ones they think it would work best with. But yeah. the assumption is that, <laughs> that like they can use what they're tasting and smelling to determine what they think it would work well in. Yeah. At, at the end, you ask how, how intense is it overall, mild, <clears throat> moderate, uh, or a lo- very extreme? I seem to have lost you. <laughs> oh, are you there? Can you not hear us? Marshall. Did I put him to sleep? Hello. Sounds like he was having some technical difficulties. Yeah, no. he gone. All right, I'll message him. But what were you going to say, Warner? Were well, you I was gonna, just going to ask, ask him because, a question. Because at the end, after we rate from zero to nine and all the different uh, characteristics, it asks, how intense was it overall? So I was wondering if he uses that to kind of adjust the numbers. Because everyone's spectrum might be different. They might prefer to rank... Use the numbers from one to six, not uh-huh. actually use the whole spectrum. Right. So if they're just going one to six, and then at the end of that they say, "Oh, this was extremely pungent," you then know that okay, instead of nine being their maximum, they were just yet. using six as their maximum. Marshall. No, oh, he's gone. Look at that. I thought I heard him a little bit. Yeah, but he yeah. can't hear us though. We can hear him, which is weird, but he can't hear us. Uh-huh. Once he made that loud noise go away. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to tell him to try restarting. Um, well, that that, uh, that sucks. That'd be good. Yeah, I mean, if you guys get a chance, head over to brewlosophy.com and, and check out the... Um, if I can spell brewlosophy. Uh, and check out the hop kernels. They're really cool. I think they're going to be... I mean, I, I want to use them because... I, I know Marshall was saying, like, you know, we want some different flavors. I know he was talking about malts and stuff. But um, I think these would be great for me because I'm just kind of stuck in my... Oh, here's, you know, Northern Brewer and Willamette for my right. stouts. And yeah. that's... And which which are great beers, but I mean, or great hops, but I wanted to just change it up a little bit. And no, I don't know. It, look at the diagrams for the hops you like. Yeah, the work exactly. out the beers you yeah. like. Right. And then as you look at other hops, you'll be able to like say, oh, that's that that's moves in the direction yeah. I'm trying to go. You know. At a lot of the homebrew websites, they just maybe put a few flavor descriptors in each hop uh, description before you buy it. I would recommend going over to Brewlosophy and you get to look at the spider graph and kind of compare them visually. Yeah. So they might say woody. Well, how would he? Right. Compared to other hops. Compared to what? Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. They they t- they say that with like drinking wine or or you know I guess with beer like ratings like you know don't worry about the the aggregate or the, the culmination of everybody. Just find one or two people who rate the thing that you like and see if you have their same palate. And right. then you can kind of go go for that because yeah. you're right. People do rate things differently. They have a different rating system. Uh, so I'm looking at the spider graph for um, for Saz right now. There's a citrus. People have scored it pretty high on citrus. Tropical fruit. I would never in a million years <laughs> yeah. think that Sots huh. would kick off any any sort of citrus or tropical fruit. Um, actually, they, people are are showing more citrus than Woody, and that's kind of huh. uh, that's kind of one of the things that I would assume yeah. would be reversed. Right. It's very well, cool. melon, yeah. and and Saws is also one of those things that it's grown in a lot of different areas. It, well. It, it's not all grown at one farm in the same yeah. region. Yeah, there's, and a, so there's a lot, when you go to pick variation. Them out, there, you get a lot of the variation on who, what you're picking out. Right, yeah. right. Buddy, you there? 
I'm, dude, I'm here. I have nice. no idea what happened. All right. No worries. Skype's weird sometimes, man. <laughs> Skype is super weird, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were just uh, marveling at the spider graph for Saz. Oh. <laughs> and, and how there's, like, a citrus and tropical on the spectrum there. Yeah. Yeah, right. And melon. That's crazy so to me. One, Are these people high of, or what? <laughs> well, no. You have to remember that, that we one of the things that we try to keep consistent is the hop schedule. Um, so we're not we're not hopping these things like you would hop a triple IPA. Um, but we do I I I think the, the, the best way to describe it is that we, we hop them kind of like you would an you know, like a, a, a early two thousands American pale ale. So nice. And, Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But when was the last time you made an American Pale Ale with Sots, right? So yeah, we don't really true. know what to expect from that hop when you use it in that kind of proportion. So, are you using the same yeast strain for all these? Uh, the yeah, the only the only things we'll use are notably clean yeasts. Um, one of the things so so we've used 001 US05, um, 090. I think so far those are the only ones we've done. One of the one of the things we recently decided was that if we're going to test out uh, a, a a hop like Sots or a, you know a hop traditionally known for being used in a lager, that thirty four seventy or WLP eight hundred something like that is fine as well. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm seeing the note here where uh, for the Sots. Though perhaps it has a place given the fact that pale and IPA was the most common style participants thought it would work well with. Right. <laughs> I always think sauce and lagers. Most so. right yeah. Uh, who, who did this one? Who wrote this one? Was that you? Uh, I, think that was, I think that was Jake, actually. <laughs> that was Jake. Who's in the chat? All right. Yeah. That's pretty funny. I'll, I'll continue to use it in my loggers, but <laughs> pale ale and IPA. Can you imagine? Here's my IPA. What do you got? Sauce and, you know, Columbus. <laughs> I'm really trying to go for that tropical citrus yeah. thing. Yeah, they go together well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but who knows, you know? Yeah, I mean, you don't ever know. I don't know if anybody has, has ever really done that. Just I'm going to throw a sauce in an IPA. Yeah. I don't know. There, you know, there's this whole, like, there's the IPL thing going right. on right now, which I understand. Is that still is happening? Like, to me, that's early 2000s. IPL? I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've seen I saw a one in the store just the other day. Yeah. yeah. Is it fresh? And uh, Imperial Pilsners, would that be yeah. kind of like Still? A, well, no, I'm saying those, those oh, happened, yeah. and okay. so you'd have a shit ton of saws yeah. in, in that. Yeah, but I mean, like, anything non loggery um, You don't really see I, that too often. I, I don't ever think of it as saws for me as... Well, right, and and I guess that's that's kind of why I was interested in this concept because is that going to make you, let's say, Doc, break out of using only saws in loggers? Maybe would would you ever try it in a stout or something like that? I don't know. I think more. What else am I going to use in a lager and substitute out the saws? Oh, okay. Because oh, you're logger man. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good yeah, point. I, yeah, I like that. I like well, that. I, I think some of the newer German hops like uh, Hommel and Harto. Blanc and, and yeah. Mandarin and Bavaria kind of are combining that into one hop, where mm. you do get a little bit of the noble, spicy, traditional saws and middle fruit type flavors. You do yeah, with a yeah. little bit of some citrus. Okay, and they're kind of doing that in Germany. Yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 had uh, we ran Kiel Melon through the Hop Chronicles recently, and citrus was the number one uh, noted character for both flavor and aroma. That hop is great. Yeah, That's really I've never great. used it actually. That was Jake did that one as well. So, wow, Jake's getting all the all the Kush uh, jobs. I know. <laughs> 
Is it is it just by happenstance that the abbreviation for the Hop Chronicles is THC, or is that just you know hmm. something you guys really dialed in on because you wanted to be you know hip? We're, it, it's totally for the hipness. It's just like experiments. <laughs> we, 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 we were really no. It was, well, you fucking nailed serious, it, man. That, I'll uh, tell you that one. <laughs> that one was not intentional. And <laughs> after I after I created the page, you know, for the website for the Hop Chronicles, uh, I think it was Ray, one of our contributors, uh, mentioned to me, you might want to drop the the just so it's HC. And I was like, oh, why? Who cares? No one cares. I didn't, I wasn't getting what he was talking about yet. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, I, I realized, you know, a couple of weeks later when we published our first one, that THC was kind of already, <laughs> already taken. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so before we, before we reveal the hop for this, this beer, um, okay. the survey is pretty funny. Like you said, well, it's not funny. It's, it's, it's cool. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, like you said, it's two pages. One's aroma and the other's a, a, a flavor thing, but you look at questions on a scale of zero to nine, please rate the entire Intensity of the apple pear hop aroma. And then, you know, these are the things citrus, tropical fruit, stone fruit, apple pear, melon, berry, floral, all that kind of stuff. Even pine, resinous, grassy, woody, or woody onion, whatever. Um, for me, going through, it was, it was hard to not be influenced by, by those things. I was trying really hard to be impartial. Like yeah. earthy woody, I can, like that I didn't really get at all. But um, some of the other stuff, I'm like berry, but I would never have. So for me, it was writing a line between never having thought that I would, I would, I would be looking for berry, or and, and then trying to find it. You know what I mean? If you hadn't yeah. said it, I wouldn't have got. God, that's really berry. But my vocabulary is very, very small. Well, it's like when you're out drinking and you talk, and somebody says, "Hey, are you getting the vanilla in that?" And sure, as soon as they say that. Well, I am getting vanilla, right? <laughs> yeah. So right, it sort right. of begs the identifying, which I think in some way is good. But is it really going to measure what's going to ha- happen when John, just some random guy, yeah. drinks beer uh, made based on this knowledge? What's he going to get? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you're right. And I was thinking that, too. But then I think that the, the, the fact that they're asking them to to rate that level will have them be a more honest answer. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I if you're just tasting beer, like, we're judging oh, yeah, beer, no, oh, yeah, no, hey, no, do no. you get the berry? Oh, no. oh yeah, for sure. No, no. And then you just write it, but no. now you have to put it on a scale. No, definitely. Yeah. If it says berry and I don't get any, I'm going to give it a zero or a one. Or something. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, well, are we ready to find out the hop that we uh, we tasted yeah, on yeah, this what thing? What happened there? Yeah, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the hop well, is... Wait, go, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, we should go around the room and say what styles we recommended it for. Oh, okay. Before oh, sure. Yeah, go ahead, Warren. Yeah, Do it. I put English styles. I thought it would go good in a bitter all the way up to ESB. Okay. Tasty? I got more uh, more tropical, so I went like a Blondale, American Blondale. Um, I totally did pale ale and IPA because I'm a total douche. But I also put like German, like a German pills I thought it would be pretty good in. Um, and I also hmm. put Saison. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, what? Say what? Say what? <laughs> Doc, what do you think this would go well in? Hold on a second. Same thing. Um, I'm getting way sweet kind of apricotty stuff coming way yeah. into this. Yeah. Um, huh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't do the – I couldn't see the pale ale thing unless it's got some – other things along with it, yeah, to, to kind of ride with it. It's a, it's a nice hop. It's stone pretty, but it's a floral. It's it's really nice. Um, what do you see yourself using that in? It's 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 really tough to say with because we're tasting this beer. 
it's uh, trying to say, well, would it be good in this other beer? Like in a porter. Oh, I can't judge a porter with, with that in it. But um, pale ale would be good if we want to do that. Yeah. Pale. pale ale. All right. JP <laughs> wins again. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, the winner. I'm the ultimate winner. All right, go ahead. Do your big reveal, please. So I'll, I'll tell you this. It is. It was. A, it used to be an experimental hop. It's not very popular yet. Um, the hop is is uh, called Laurel. So L O R A L. It used to be known as H B C two ninety one, and it's from uh, Yakima Chief Hop Union, I believe, uh, grown at Haas Farms in Yakima. Two ninety one. Two ninety one. That's right. So two ninety one. Okay. Yeah, right. the the main descriptors, uh, Doc nailed it pretty well, actually. It's floral, citrus, earthy, and spicy are the main things that they got from it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't get uh, spicy. Was, I, I got the earthy, spicy, a little woody. Really? Not too much on the stone fruit, any of the berry stuff like that. Of, I just got the stone fruit just kind of this um, person. Mostly in the, in the aroma. Yeah, the yeah, fruitiness right. was mainly in the aroma, and the mm. flavor it was mainly just, to me, spicy, earthy, mm-hmm. woody. Yeah. I got tons it. of light stone fruit, peach, apricot, whatever, the uh, apple-pear combo, and and melon, and huh. and kind of berry, like a white like white grape or something. I don't it know. Just, the grape and berry. I think the highest number I ever gave it was maybe a six. It wasn't very strong, in no, my opinion. No, it was pretty, pretty mellow. I think there were a couple, uh, you know, and I forget what they were now. Um, a couple ones that, that came out at the gate, like eights, nines, or whatever, mm-hmm. for me. And then, for the most part, everything was kind of in that middle zone. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think I bounced around three to five for most of the flavors. Okay. Uh, what was the name of, of this again, Marshall? Sorry. It's Laurel. It's it's sort of becoming a. Uh, I've, I've heard it talked about at least, or read it talked about in uh, numerous forums. Uh, you know, over the last couple of months. Yeah. It's kind of growing. The the uh, I believe it is known for being mostly kind of noble esque. You know, and having a lot yeah. of that noble, earthy, spicy kind of kind of character to it. It's not. This wasn't a, a hop necessarily designed to be the next Citra, but to be a really good option for those who are who are making you know blonde. And, and and lagers and whatnot and uh, you know for me the way we hopped this beer for me I kind of when it was fresh at least what I really got was kind of a fruity pebbles nose with yeah. an incredibly non fruity pebbles flavor so the flavor to me was much more like Doc described that I got floral with mostly the beer the the kind of the maltiness of the beer mm-hmm, um, definitely. Yeah, and and you know no, nothing wrong with the hop. I actually kind of enjoyed how subtle it was um, in in this day and age of super pungent hops. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's something to be said for for those subtle uh, the subtle classics. Yeah, right. That's a crazy hop. <laughs> yeah. I really like it. I like uh, it too. Fruity pebbles. That describes it so well. For sure. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it does have that fruity yeah. nose to it. Definitely in the aroma, not in the flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not in the flavor. No, that's I, I got the same thing. My uh, The Fruity Pebbles thing to me, I think, is a mix of – I've gotten it before. I was using, I believe, uh, an Australian hop called Summer, and it had a very similar character to it. And it, I, I, it was the same uh, grain bill, which had a little bit of victory in it, which to me adds that kind of cereal component, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's crazy. That was a good time. I want to do more of these with you. That was really nice. That was a lot of fun. 
I'm glad you guys liked it because well, most people complain about the survey. Well, thanks, thanks for brewing decent beer. <laughs> All right. Well, that sucked. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I don't know if I was saying that during the break or if I said it on the on on the air because those things blur together. But I was like, you know, these are these are fun to do. I hate it when I'm doing them, but afterwards yeah. I look back and I go, that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't judge. Yeah. It's I hate filling out the score sheet. No, oh, no, the score sheet's the fucking worst I'd part. I'd much rather have a conversation. Just give me your beer and let's talk about it. Yeah. No, it's a great exercise. I mean, I you know, I'm, no I find out what I can pick up in, in hops and what I can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like you guys got something I didn't. I'm going like... Maybe that's the void in my uh, my aroma or my flavor. Wheel. Well, and like what we try to do on Bring the Style with the secret beers, mm-hmm. trying to guess the style. Yeah, right. And that's that's a, a good it's challenging. challenge, it makes you too. Really yeah. It's your brain involved in it, not just your you know gut feel kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, uh, go yeah, ahead, I think I think a part of the fun with this project is, you know, if you if I were to serve a if I were to if I were to serve a panel of tasters a beer and say, hey, this is a single hopped beer, it's 100 percent Citra. Oh, I'm I'm coming up with an idea right now, actually. You know, it's it's a it's a fully <laughs> Citra beer. I, do do the survey and have them do the survey. I think we'd see much stronger trends towards specific directions, right? So like tropical fruit, maybe a little bit of cattiness and some dank. Those are going to be popping like crazy because that's what we've come to expect from that hop. But what we're doing is saying, you have no idea what the hop is. Now what do you perceive? And we we intentionally add those descriptors so that you can kind of say, oh, you know, am I missing that? Is that really there? And the idea being that you're going to, as you're taking the survey, that's going to happen to everybody. So it sort of balances itself out. I like it. I like it. Well, we're going to take a break, Marshall, and then we're going to do the triangle test during the break, and we're going to come back and and talk about that. Can you hang on for several minutes? You bet. All right. Thanks, dude. Uh, Before we get out of here, though, I want to tell you guys about Adam and Eve, our longtime sponsor. Yay. You're coming early tonight. Well, with, 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 Adam, with, with Adam and library. Eve, everybody does. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, we need those special, you know. Things we can't talk about. That's right. The special Power things o. we can't talk about. Uh, go to adamandeve.com right now. No, right now. And for a limited now. time only, you'll get 50% off just about any one item. When you choose that item at 50% off, don't forget, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free gift that's so exclusive. Um, I, I messed up my library. You'll get a free exclusive gift. I tried to go back, and then oh, I was like, and then I tried to fix it, and then I talked myself into a corner that I couldn't yeah, get out of. Yeah. But and it's exclusive. It's exclu- we know that. Yes. Uh, and to top it all off, they will throw in free shipping on your entire order, which who does free shipping anymore, to be honest. Uh, 50% off any, almost any one item, three free DVDs, and you get the free Power O vibrating ring. Oh, nice. That's back. Because I was gone for a little bit. Right. Now it's back. Uh, Plus free shipping. So you get all that kind of stuff and more. Go to adamandeve.com. Use code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y at checkout over at adamandeve.com. 50% off. Three free DVDs. Free shipping. And the Power O vibrating ring. Bev, how many of those does Sam own? All of them. All, all, oh, all of them. So apparently you can't get them anymore because Sam has purchased all well, of them. That might be why they stopped offering it. Because he washed <laughs> them by himself. Yeah, call China. We need more. He, yeah. might be, <laughs> he might be washing them all by himself. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, everybody. Uh, we're going to drink some beers. We're going to taste them. We're going to do another survey, and then we'll be back with Marshall from Brewlosophy.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a brew. 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift. When you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand. Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises blickman engineering has the answer the blickman brew easy all grain brewing system the brew easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design perfect for any size brewing location at its core the brew easy is built on two gorgeous blickman boilermaker brew kettles a high temperature march pump and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater the brew easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewer. 
Brewers Association at craftbeer.com. Also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yes, we're back. Thank you very much for sticking with us. You're welcome. Uh, speaking of Steel Panther, we were talking about <laughs> about my new favorite artist, uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. Yes. Doc, have you heard Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah, before? Yeah. Yes, I have. You have, really? Yeah. yeah. Look at you being hip. <laughs> hey, I'm Is that not country old. Western? I might well, be old. I'm not dead. He's a little country. <laughs> he's a little bit rock and roll, too. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's it's a little a, bit gross. <laughs> he's a comedian. Wait, Doc? Uh, Are we talking about Doc? He's a comedian called, called Ben Hoffman, um, but he has this uh, country persona called Wheeler Walker Jr. And it's like, uh, the cover of the album looks like he's like Hank Williams Jr. and, um, you know, Merle Haggard. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of, um, he's very explicit. So I, I, I don't know. I was talking to Bev about wanting to play a song for you guys, but I just I don't think I could do it. Like in good conscience, I really don't think I could do it. Even the triple F song. Yeah, I just fighting I, and farting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't um, guess the third F. <laughs> yeah. Well, so friendship. He has a, he has a song called Redneck sure. Shit, and then uh, Beer, Weed, and Coochies. Uh, family tree, which is all about wanting to have sex with this person's entire family tree. Entire. A, he does not a, discriminate. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a pretty good compliment. Okay, I want to have sex with every person yeah. in your family. It's not the. It's not his own tree. No, no. It's like, well, <laughs> presumably. I don't that's know. Even more redneck. We'll see. That's pretty redneck. Um, <laughs> eating pussy and kicking ass. <laughs> I can't. I just. I can't play it. Oh my god! Please play something, please. Uh, better please. off beaten off. Please play something. I don't know if I can. Mm-hmm. Tasty, what do you think? You're I the. Don't know. I mean, they, are the lyrics? Just, you know, no, the lyrics are they're okay. Foul. They're like. Oh, they're worse. They're like Steel Panther, but oh, like ten times really more well. explicit. Yeah, but they're country. So it's okay. but it's country. And <laughs> yeah, so you can understand it's them more. Country. It's co- yeah. It's actually oh, country. Right, well, people are just gonna listen to it on their own. Play, play something. Maybe we'll do it later. I'll think about it. I'll have okay, to think okay. about it. I'll, I'll go with that. Let's get back to Marshall. Marshall, are you there? I'm here. You, you're a music <laughs> guy. Are you familiar with Wheeler Walker Jr.? Uh, I, I thought I was until you started talking about eating pussy. And that was that, that's where it got me because I don't think I've ever heard a song about that. Uh, you've never, well, what you kind mean, of music do you listen to? You then? haven't sung about that <laughs> yourself? Yeah, you're in yeah. Fresno, right? <laughs> I do listen to a lot of Easy E. So, but, but besides that. But besides that, it's, uh, yeah. All right, well. Yeah, uh, usually like bluegrass these days. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. that's true. Oh, well. Yeah, we're getting older. It's all bluegrass. <laughs> Plus, I just love the fucking banjo, man. Thank the banjo's you. good. Thank you. <laughs> Doc invented the banjo, so. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, yeah. You and Doc. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's in two the of pre- In the presence of heroes here. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not alone out there. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, before we get uh, before we get into your thing, uh, Marshall. Actually, Marshall, let me hang up on you and call you back because our connection's kind of trash right now. Sounds good, man. All right. 
<laughs> he just wanted to hang up on you. We are going to call him back, right? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> just tell that's what right. Oh, no. Hung up on his ass. You did that. And now let's call him back. And go, surprise. All right. Um, but before we do that, uh, I want to tell you guys about craftbeer.com. Uh, craftbeer.com was created to communicate the passion, authenticity, excitement, creativity, camaraderie, and the joy of craft the, of the craft beer community. Plain and simple, craftbeer.com was created on behalf of U.S. craft brewers to celebrate the best of American beer. When visiting craftbeer.com, you can expect to learn all about uh, the aspects of amazing craft brewed beer from America's small and independent producers, not just how to enjoy the beverage in your glass, but also about the individuals and the processes behind your beer. Their goal is to energize and engage craft beer enthusiasts and arm them with the resources to be active and educated appreciators of the ever-expanding craft beer movement. So check it out. If you guys are real craft beer fans, go to craftbeer.com and uh, you know learn some extra shit, man. It's kind of like what we do on the session, right? We kind of take you behind the curtain, behind the fermenter, if you will, um, and, and get the stories behind the beers that you guys are drinking. And that uh, sounds like uh, craftbeer.com is right up, the, right up your alley. All right, are you back, Mark? I love alleys. Oh, I'm back. Do there I sound go. better? You, well, the connection no. sounds better. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> sound the same. Yeah. I should have I uh, asked that differently. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so during that long break, we had uh, three beers presented to us, uh, and it's your, your classic triangle test, right, where two of them are the same and one is different. Got that right? That's right. Did I screw that up? Okay, no, okay, good no, job. You got that right. Yeah, one right. question to answer. You're not in a triangle, though. Mine are not in a triangle. No, I, I, I was joking to Warren. I was like, wow, Bev really is very uh, liter- like literal. It, it, it said triangle test, and she gave them to me in a triangle. <laughs> That's why we love Bev. That's <laughs> true. By, by the way, on the triangle thing, I, I mention this concept of, of brewers all over all the time. Yeah. Most have never heard of it. Really? It's yeah. it's very. It's I, that's been my experience century. as well, Tasty. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 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 Same thing. It's when, very uncommon. Yeah. And when they hear about it, they go like, "Oh, I mean, then we could actually tell like who amongst us has a, actually has a palate." I'm not sure that's. Oh my god, that sounds dangerous. But they get it. They get it when they like. It's not like a complicated concept. Yeah. yeah. Well, how would you use it in a, in a commercial brewery? Because I would imagine it's, like, it's, it's hard me, to have two. Like you know, one beer the same and one beer slightly different at the ready at the same time, and that the same well, kind just, of freshness. You could doctor it or just use a combination of to add a little another beer to it, mm-hmm. so you can detect small nuances in beer. Okay. Because then when you know when your sensory panel like convenes and you're deciding whether this lager that finished a day earlier than it used to used to, yeah, uh, it's got, it has a problem or not. So you're doing sensory. Well, people that have strong palates, maybe those that can do really well in the triangle, might their opinion might weigh stronger than those that don't. Right. Okay. Yeah, Sierra Nevada uh, does that. They'll yeah. test all the employees' pallets. Yeah. And then some people don't get asked back to the sensory panels. Well, <laughs> and, and others do. It could be going like the jury duty. Like, they'll eliminate some people. Yeah. Get, yeah. You guys are the guys. Voted off the guy. <laughs> See, I, I, I You think, don't have good taste. Get back on the bottom. I've always line. wanted to do that, like, with the BN. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm going to be, you know, honest here. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't been asked to help with, do like, do more, like, you know, cool blends at, like, Firestone, let's say, or, or Rare Bear. Oh. Some of these places that do this kind of shit where, you know, the hey, come on in. Strong right, because we're, no, because we're yeah. celebrities and whatever, right? Right, like people know us and who we are, and it might be it might be fun, right? Uh, okay. But I think that would happen is that we would fuck something up and we would never be invited <laughs> back. Oh, well, yeah. we got asked yeah. to the rare barrel. We call that collaboration break. <laughs> true. I was thinking rare it is us. You know this cool stuff they're doing that could boom up to the next level. Yeah, 
And then we fuck it up. And we fuck it up. We're like, I like this one. That's unfermented work. Yeah, I know. It's great. Sell it. That would be amazing. Um, Okay, so we've done them all. We've all done the... um, the surveys. I'm still doing. <laughs> Doc is, for some reason, still doing, so don't worry about him. Um, let's talk about this uh, experiment, Marshall. What what happened here? <laughs> what happened? <Are> we <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah. threw some malt water hops and yeast in a bucket, and it turned into beer. No shit. Um, well, let me – let me, uh, so Jake, who's over in the chat right now, he's he's the contributor who actually brewed this beer. Go ahead. No, don't worry about it, Doc. If Doc you hear Doc, if you hear that tone, just tune him right out. I, want to talk to I know. I'm, I'm sort of thinking like, how much air can I fill until I see his name pop up on the list here? Because I've got the data in front yeah. of me. I don't think you're um, going to see it. Yeah, you're never going to see it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, you, what, do you guys want to know? I don't. I'm not sure. I should say it with Doc still taking the test. No, right? Doc's not going to score. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, he's not going to do it. So go ahead and just go but, ahead and just okay. go. Well, let, let, we could. We're say our picks. See, there you go, Warren. Yeah, yes, let's go that. through and say our picks. Warren, well, why Doc, don't... Doc, you can uh, record Doc yours first. No, Doc had, but Doc had 12 minutes to do this, so, <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead. <laughs> it took us a He decided time. not to do it, <laughs> it so it's fine. It wouldn't be fair to him to... Warren, got... go ahead and do it. Well, what Doc should pick? say his color first. I got upset at the first one. I don't have time for okay. I don't have time green. for it. Green. Okay, there you go. Green. green. Tasty, go ahead. Well, I, you know, they're really, really very similar. When they they were, like, you know, cold when we got them. Yeah. And aroma... Exactly the same aroma. It's back and forth, up and mm-hmm. down, yeah. swirling, you know, smelling myself, smelling you, whatever. And uh, <laughs> smelling could, you. no difference. No, no, I couldn't get any difference. So, so I went into the tasting thing, right? Okay. And, you know, like, oh, they're still pretty cold. And, uh, man, I, I, I really never could. Uh, it, you know, you know, it was either green or red, and I just decided to go red. Red, okay. Yeah. But you were you were toggling between the green. And the red. That yeah, was your choice. Red, red, yeah. okay, blue so, was yeah. right out. Blue was out. You yeah. know, I, before we started, I chose blue. Doc? Um, I'm right there with Tasty because these things smelled the same. I mean, I, I couldn't discern aroma, aroma. I went around four, five, six times. Yeah. And it was exactly the same. I could, I, that was not, I knew I couldn't discern from just the aroma on how, the, how this could be different. So I started tasting them. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with Tasty and Red. You're on Red. Yeah, I went Green, um, and and I agree with you, Tasty. It, it was very tough going before uh, before they warmed up, yeah. and maybe got a little flat because I you know kept swirling them and whatever, and uh, and they it's, it's weird how beer will do that. It'll that shift is like yeah. a saturation point where it's like oh I can't change I can't, I can't figure out bam it's totally different everything opens up. Mm-hmm. I went with Warren. I went with Green. As being the different one, I feel like green was a little more, um, I don't know, like hop spicy, or there was there was a little bit more of like this uh, spicy character in the mid palate there. To me, it, I don't know, it, it tasted a little bit rougher around the edges. Yeah, like the it, like a little more wordy, maybe. oxidized, like mm. it tasted a little rounder. Um, the hops tasted a little. Now that it Older, skunkier kind of mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Huh. Going back Fuck. Again. Now it might be blue. I'm tasting him again. No. no. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm out already, so I can't. I'm locked in. Well, this, is, this is the hardest one. This I think this is the, the, the most challenging one for me that we've done. We haven't done like that many. I'm but. not happy when they warmed up. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, but 
Go ahead, Tacey. What were you saying? I'm fine. Okay. So, uh, uh, the, the re- you, re- you guys have anything more to add in terms of your review? No. Thanks? Right. I, I, yeah, I'm out. Okay. Ready for the review? All right, Marshall. Get their roll. Okay, so we've got two green and two red, no blues, yeah? Right. No that, blues. Yes. Okay. So Unless blue's um, the winner, and then I'm going to change my right. vote. <laughs> I said blue. And, and, then, and then just so we have it on record, uh, Beardy, you're, what, if, if I heard you correctly, you sort of preferred one over the other, and it was the, it sounded like you were describing the green one as being harsh. I would have preferred the red over the green. And so okay. red, I would have preferred red and blue over green. What about you, JP? Which one was yours? Um, I had said I, I did the. I had said I preferred the green, but tasting through it. Well, I'm not going to take. I'm not going to change my mind because that's not fair. But um, at the time, you can change your preference, mind. I don't care about that. At the time, I preferred green. Okay. Yeah, I'm still that way. I know it's it is harsher. I agree with you. It's a little bit a little bit more aggressive, but I I think that falls in line with kind of modern hopping. I don't know. It's it, okay. it tastes like more of a modern beer to me. Okay. Cool, cool. I so, we'd... Doc, you notice he's not asking us what we think? I know. I <laughs> no, I'm going in order. Beardy was the oh, really? first one to go. Oh, Jason was the second. Right. I thought we just Tasty, I was coming to you next. Okay, well, since I'm next. Yeah. Okay, please. Don't be so sensitive, Tasty. Jeez. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I was, I was laughing at how it worked. Was yeah. much of, I don't care about when you're losing. I lose enough all the time. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, 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 likewise. Uh, yeah, I prefer the, the red. It's uh, uh, a little more approachable. I think the green's a little more like a warty kind of a little like a, has like more background flavor than uh, than red. Okay. Yeah. Did Doc have have a preference or? Uh, red, definitely. Red. Okay. Uh, cool. So, um, so the, the I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal the variable here first. This is yeah. one that I've been interested in for a while. Um, so when when. You know, small batch brewing has become kind of this big thing. Um, that was not meant to be stated that way. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but, go but big or get the popular. fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or brew home. <laughs> yeah, right. It's become really popular, though. It, but you've got a lot of people who are brewing, you know, these one or two gallon batches on their stove, and all they have are their, you know, six gallon buckets or their or their six gallon carboys, whatever it is. And there's this, you know, kind of this mindset out there that says, well, you can't. There's just too much headspace in those fermenters uh, to ferment, you know, a one gallon batch in. And so what we were wondering was what the difference would be between a beer, you know, five, five and a half gallons of beer fermented in a six gallon carboy versus, uh, you know, two gallons of beer, or I, th- I think it was in between two and two and a half gallons of beer in what, another carboy. About half as much. And, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the the, uh, the biggest arguments that we could find against doing that, I think, pretty obviously, is oxidation. That there's just not enough CO two yeah. created to really push the oxygen or to, to to displace the oxygen in the rest of the carboy or the bucket, hmm. uh, such that the oxygen wouldn't actually have an impact on the uh, on the character oh, of the beer. That's a theory, right? That's the theory. Of course, it is. It might even just be a hypothesis I mean, at this point. Have you ever seen the yeah. blow off of a of, of a ferment? I mean. There's a lot of gas being uh, created in there. Yeah, I would think that that wouldn't be an issue, but it sounds like there are people out there who who think that that's not appropriate. I mean, you're producing this heavier-than-air gas, and it's first appearing on the surface of the the vessel, and then it keeps filling up, filling up, and it's pushing the air out. I would venture to say that when within 30 minutes of getting uh, croissant, you've cleared the airspace of all the oxygen, and besides, the beer wants that oxygen. It's heavier, but the... Oxygen wants to be in equal parts throughout the entire fermenter. Yeah. Like, and okay. so I forget partial pressure of gases. 
Isn't that the law? You're asking me. I don't I'm even asking know. Marshall, oh, okay. Because I figure he might know. <laughs> okay, what so, so, okay, thank so you. What Warren is saying is basically what what the argument is behind why you shouldn't ferment with that much headspace. Yeah. Um, and 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 one of the one of the big uh, contentions. And a DO meter would show that, right? Like. Uh, when the beer's uh, it could, you'd have to get a really expensive do meter. Uh, Jake, in fact, the guy who brewed these beers, he he went and bought a do meter, and what he's finding is that with you know relative to that specific meter, it seems to be accurate. But but uh, you know we've got another guy, Malcolm, who works with do meters, and he was able to borrow a super expensive one, mm-hmm. and it, the readings just aren't. Uh, I, I'm not. Sh- I shouldn't be the one talking about this. It's a little bit beyond my pay grade here, but uh, but the reality is, like do meters, unless you get a super expensive one, it seems like they're not terribly accurate. That's right, so inconclusive, you would say, in what? terms of that area. Is super expensive? Yeah, exactly. Like ten grand. <laughs> What's super expensive? Are you, I don't know if you're 30. in the market or not, but yeah. I, I don't know. I think they're like two grand. I think it's or like no. it's something like a grand or something for like one of the first you know level nice ones. Again, I, I'm shooting well, from right. the hip here, but twenty five thousand. That's what. Well, right, yeah. I've seen some at like the ten grand, but you can, yeah, you can easily drop thirty on one. So that's why I'm wondering if you have to get to the thirty level in order to even rely like on. Now the you're talking, yeah, right. Again, I really don't know. I'm I'm going off of what these guys have been talking about lately. With they're they're you know they're mucking around with uh, the low oxygen brewing stuff right now. So, okay. um, so that's mm-hmm. so. In terms of any difference, that that would be caused by the po- possible higher uh, oxygen content uh, during the ferment, during uh, the whole ferment, yeah, not just the, at the end. Well, the and the ferment. aging and everything, right? Because yeah, it didn't get all evacuated. Yeah. Yeah, presumably. I mean, if you if any time you have a smaller volume of liquid and you're doing anything to that, it's typically going to happen a bit quicker. So, so things like uh, uh, it's going to take less time for that amount of liquid to f- completely ferment out than it's going to take for uh, a five gallon batch. Now, not my, it might not be by that much, but uh, you know, so it could be it could be the fact that the surface area was slightly different, or that the the actual volumetric pressure that's on the on on the beer during fermentation is different. Uh, it, there's a there's a number of different things that it could be if there is if there is indeed a difference. Yeah, okay, I'm, I, don't, I don't get the science there. If you got a bubbler on top of this thing, that's it, the maximum pressure is going to be whatever the, that bubbler it takes to push that bubbler up. Whether you've got filled to the brim or almost empty. But I, so I, I think you're you're assuming that it would be just the CO2 f- was pushing up equal in equal amounts the oxygen and I think what's happening is it's kind of mixing together and oxygen's yeah. coming well, out I'm but also CO2. I'm not talking CO2. about the gas mixture. I'm talking about the pressure. Okay. The pressure at the bubbler would be the same whether the poison is uh, six inches away mm-hmm. right. or uh, <clears throat> two feet oh, away. Yeah. And, and that's not what matters. But I think it's the time, right, for it to fill up. Is that? Well, I can well, see it's the, just the, par- the partial the pressure of gases. It's not a, a line of CO two pushing out all of the existing air that was You're there. You're saying it's not the same exactly. pressure everywhere. It's, yeah. it's mixed. Well, no, there's a partial pressure of gases where, a, a, if there were two oxygen atoms at the top of the carboy, they're going to want to be at opposite ends of the carboy. But they're getting blown out the top. But that that the whole thing is moving at once. If there's enough that are close enough to the surface, it's not all going to get pushed out. So you top. think there's like some sort of like thermodynamics of the air? So. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's well, right, because gas is a fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was more steady than that. I thought gas is yeah. a gas. Oh. 
No, gas is well, a gas. Behaves but, like a fluid. But what he's saying okay. is it is fluid. It moves. Yes. And so that, no, like, okay. like, once I think yeah. about it as a liquid, then it makes all sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this idea you that tell you us can about science, place... JB. Yeah, middle school yeah. me just fucking exploded. I was like, ah, what? <laughs> what? Hold on a second. Ah. Three stages of matter. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. This idea actually. that you can just displace oxygen with CO2, uh, really what you're doing is you're mixing oxygen and CO2 for the most part. You know, mm. if, you, if you're shoving a tube down into your keg or your, or your carboy <laughs> or whatever it is, you, what you're doing is you're creating a mix of CO2 and oxygen until you give that CO2 time to actually settle out. I think that's what I think that's sort of what Warren's talking about is is that as as the wort as the beer starts you know fermenting away that's creating activity and that activity is enough to start mixing up the oxygen and the CO2 that's in that fermenter. Uh, such that I mean, yeah, it's going to push a lot of the oxygen out, but it's not this linear thing. It's not like there's a plate on top of the CO2 that pushes up, right? It's, and I, I always I assumed think, yeah. that it was, and I don't know why, for no reason other than just that's what makes sense to me. <laughs> you sound like most home brewers. <laughs> Guess what? All right, so I say that lovingly, by the way. I'm sure, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I can't take away that the headspace has more oxygen in it because of this, or does it? I, I don't know. It I could. Actually, We're I saying no it could. Well, if it, it does, this is why. But we don't know that yeah. it does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, and and our our we didn't well, test main that. Thing, right. The main thing that we ask is, regardless of the why, can people tell a difference? Okay. Right. That's fine. And we're and about so to find out. That's where we left the road. That's where we left the main road. We're yeah. Back. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we, we well, dwindled if down people that can't tell the difference, then we don't need to keep talking about it. Exactly. But if they can, then we need to figure it well, out. Hey, they've they got the whole gist of this thing there, Warren. Yeah. So so. You guys, because we're talking about this publicly, we're gonna and Public. and we're gonna allow you guys to be the last ones who did it. So oh, uh, typically oh. we, aim, yeah, yeah. Oh, typically dear. we aim for. Uh, oh, we got exactly twenty, including Doc. So twenty out of twenty <laughs> people. <laughs> out of, <laughs> he didn't. Ins- he he told me what he thought, so yeah. I'm gonna yes. go with it. Right. Sure, out of tw- out of twenty people, eleven people actually uh, correctly responded to this one, which. Which pushes it right into st- uh, statistical significance with oh. a p value of point zero three eight. And what was the minimum oh. p value? Minimum. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, it's, it you, it can be whatever you want it to be, since it's not life or death, really. But we 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 stick with a a, a minimum of or a threshold of p p equals point zero or or is, uh, uh, less than p less than point zero uh, zero five. It's all statistics to okay. me. I have no okay. idea. I see. Right. I see. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, so, if it's, so anything that's lower, if you get a p-value yeah. lower than 0.05, that means that enough people more than chance were correct yeah. that right. we can say with some confidence that people can tell a difference reliably, okay. basically. Okay. Thanks but, for yeah. explaining that. My p-value right. is 6. So, so yeah. two of us were right and two of us Point were wrong. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Uh, so, yeah, so two of us were right and two of us were wrong. Is that that's what Warren said? I didn't say that. Unless it's no, right. no, no. Yeah. So, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So, uh, the two people. There were two of you who were right. Who mm-hmm. and two people picked red. Two people picked green. The two that were right were the two that picked green. Yeah, Warren, hey, we did it. Those guys what, are ballers. What were you right about again? I forget. <laughs> we won. So, you guys were able to distinguish the. The beer that had a lot of headspace, which was the green one, the one it was basically, like I said, I think about two gallons or so. Uh, uh, it was in a six-gallon glass carboy. You were able to distinguish that one from a more standard ferment, uh, fermentation volume of about five and a half gallons in a six-gallon carboy. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But just you, fucking you barely, and, man. But nine other people. So oh, I. Yeah, I thought it, I would have guessed. 
I mean, I thought it, there was some sort of oxidation issue in the green one. Yeah. And so that that would explain it. Maybe that, maybe that lends credence to the fact that it's not a complete purge. Fermentation doesn't have a blanket of CO2 that then pushes everything out. But yeah, I, yeah. Well, and get this, I Warren. I think you'll I think you'll dig this. So, um, of the eleven people who were correct, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of the eleven people who were correct said that they preferred the red to the green one. Um, so they actually oh. liked the one that was fermented without the headspace more. So that, that again, that lends even more credence to the fact that it, it may not be a huge difference and it may not be a beer ruiner, but it seems like people tend to prefer uh, beers that are fermented with less potential for oxidation or whatever happens when hmm. you have a ton of headspace. Do you ever uh, redo these to get a, a, just a different sample? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we, this is the first. Go ahead, Doc. No, just, he's just laughing. Don't worry. No, you're, I'm laughing because you just are so nerdy that you want to do it again. <laughs> hey, can I get the email addresses of the other nine guys? <laughs> Those are my people. I want to hang with them. <laughs> Me and the Doc people who don't already. give a shit. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Trust your so, own data, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. so you, you do uh, subsequently do it again. Okay. So what we'll typically do is um, – When Jake is tired of making beer, you have somebody else making beer. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I've done, right? Um, so, so what we'll typically do when we do um, repeats – first off, we always ask that other people repeat it. If you're going to yeah. critique it, mm-hmm. which is cool, man. Critique the shit out of it. We don't care. But but if if you are going to lay claim to the fact that our data is wrong, just go do it yourself, and I'll publish it for you. I don't care. Mm-hmm. We'll share it with the world. We're not out here to try to prove anything. And so typically, though, when we go and replicate our own studies, we'll do something slightly different, just to, not only to keep it kind of interesting, but beer is so vast. There's so many different styles and different ingredients and um, that if we're, we're going to retest a variable, we figure we might as well do it on a different um, – using a different set of ingredients or something like that. So for example, I think um, the two that we've repeated the most have had to do with fermentation temperature and gelatin fining. Um, or or what gelatin gelatin has been compared to different types of post fermentation findings and, and whatnot, but but like fermentation temperature, we've done everything from ale hybrid lagers, um, we've done an English ale, um, you know, and, and so what we really want to figure out is 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 there some sort of a trend, it, you know, how important is fermentation temperature to to make for on a home brewing scale at least uh, to making a, a palatable beer. Mm-hmm. Have, That's crazy. Have you done an experiment on just fermentation uh, or fermenter geometry? Because obviously doing a partially full carboy is different than doing a, a full carboy, but where the headspace is roughly the same, but one is shallow and wide and the other is tall and skinny. Yeah, that that's we've we've done the 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 struggle with that is that for the most part uh, we, we, what what that would require is that we'd have to find uh fermenters made of the same material mm-hmm. uh, of of the same volume that are different geometry, which has been a difficult thing for us to do. We have compared mm-hmm. uh different types of fermenters and at first the idea was kind of a fermenter geometry thing. So for example, we've done a glass carboy versus a stainless brew bucket, you know, or a mm-hmm. or a plastic carboy but but there's no way really to tell whether what caused the difference was geometry or material that the fermenter is made of 
you know, or the, or the volume, the, the half gallon volume difference or whatever it is. So that's, that's kind of the struggle with, uh, geometric or, 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 or uh, uh, fermenter geometry experiments. What? I know. Yeah. Have you done one involving fermenting in a keg in a corny keg? Yeah, we've done plenty. <laughs> really? What, what do people, what's the, what's the, give me the, the cliff notes on that one. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. No, you need to know these things, Marshall. <laughs> it on. was this is actually the one we published last week, I believe, or two weeks ago. Oh, I mean, uh, I, we, I we did that. a corny keg versus a glass carboy. Okay, um, yeah. <clears throat> and what we found here, I'll, uh, out of 29 tasters, we needed 15 to achieve statistical significance, and 16 were capable of accurately identifying the unique sample, oh. suggesting that they could tell a difference reliably. Um, of course. 16 yeah. out of 29 people, yeah. I've always known so, this. Which do they prefer? Uh, let's see here. A brief comparative evaluation of only the two different beers was completed. Um, the carboy fermented beer was preferred by six of the tasters, so six of the hmm. 16. Three liked the keg fermented beer more. Three had no preference despite noticing a difference, and four felt there really was no difference between the beers. So carboy wins. Call it a carboy. Yeah. yeah. More people strongly preferred it. Right. Yeah. More people gave the, a shit. Mm-hmm. Pre- pre- preference is a, is a tough one for me. I'll, I'll be honest. The only reason I include that question is because uh, when we when we really started uh, kind of honing the survey, the people who were reading this stuff at the time uh, kept asking us, "Well, can you you know which one did people like more? Which one did people like more?" And and I you know my my conviction is that preference is wholly subjective. If you serve, for example, we um, a little analogy. We we had, we had a, we, one of our guys, Greg uh, Foster, took a whole bunch of Planet the Elder. Fret, super fresh planted yellow. I think it was bottled two weeks ahead of time. Uh, took it to a club meeting. They were all covered. All the bottles were wrapped. And he did an experiment where he had uh, uh, club members compare or evaluate the fresh Pliny to over slightly over a month old Pliny to see if they could tell a difference. And you know they they did it. I forget what the results were of that experiment. But the funny part was they weren't all that excited about the beers. And there's this there's this phenomenon that seems to occur when people are hyper you know evaluating something where their ability to enjoy it kind of goes down a little bit and <laughs> and so the, the funny part and it's and we we see it all the time i'll i'll you know i'll serve i'll serve 15 people in my garage and experiment and i'm i'm pouring out leftover samples and then I pour them a pint of the of the same exact beer that they were doing the experiment on, and they pound it. And they, oh, this is great! You know, I really enjoy this. But there's just something about when you're hyper focused on uh, potential flaws and the good stuff and whatever else it might be that, that, that seems to cause us not to like it. And so, yeah, your brain doesn't have enough power to focus on enjoyment of the of the beverage. Right, the, exactly. Yeah, the, and the so the, the, the funny the belch. Yeah. I feel like mine is too much. Too much. Yeah. Too much power <laughs> much to power. enjoy it. Yeah, much power. <laughs> you enjoy it so much. I I'm, um, just, I'm used to finding flaws in everything, so I'm like, I just, I can't enjoy anything. Flaw man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you and my wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were that short, Marshall. Wow. I just, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he has tiny the end, hands. The end of this Pliny experiment. He yeah. goes and he starts pulling the, you know, pulling the labels off or, the, or his covers off of these beers, and everyone sees that it's Pliny, and of course they're clamoring to get their hands on a sample <laughs> oh, of God. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm and and there's this silly monkey. It's that it's that right there that keeps me doing this stuff because it's fascinating to me the psychology behind what we think we like and what we actually like, you know, and and so anyways, that's a long I like story. IPA. 
What would you say? I said, I like IPA. I only drink IPA. It's like, sure yeah. you do. Just drink <laughs> this. Right. And you'll like it. Oh, I do like it. What's this? Not IPA. Yeah. I've had the pub so many times. <laughs> Just keep doing IPA. Yeah. What's this? IPA. That is a funny experiment, though, because we yeah. are, we are, you know, as, as beer geeks, we are sort of conditioned to get the thing that the Holy Grail, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I just there's something to me that I find interesting about kind of you know lifting the veil a little bit. There's something there's something fun about that. And I think I think we're a humble enough hobby to be able to sit here and kind of laugh at ourselves a little bit. And that's what you know. I, I'm, I'm not really laughing at myself, but all you guys do. So yeah. You'd be, sure wait, wait, you're laughing at us. <laughs> We've rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. <laughs> no, not you guys. <laughs> a lot? <laughs> Quite a few. Oh. Probably too many. JP is yeah. rubbed. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, that is that is funny, man. I mean, you know, we've all said it. Everyone says it. Every, every once in a while, an article writes where, you know, hey, look, there's better double IPs out there than Blighty, and you don't have to wait in line for them. But it, but that's also part of the, you know, part of the, the fun is the chase of the of the beer, right? It's enjoyment. Part, part of the yeah. lore of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Most, yeah, exactly. Fishing is it about catching the fish. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's why so many men get in trouble in their midlife. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thrill mm. of the chase, man. Ah, you got to yeah. go after it. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why, maybe that's why there's so many men stop. in I, craft beer. Maybe that's why there's more predominantly men than women. I hated the chase. That was the worst part. <laughs> the ch- well, because it chased you. You didn't chase anything. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> so I was more running. Yeah. I hated the run. Yeah, you hated the well. You hated <laughs> you hated being involved in the chase. Yeah. Right. You done got caught. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, dear. He didn't get let go of. That's what happened. Hey, uh, Marshall, I don't know if we'll have time, but uh, last time you were on, we, you uh, gave a great explanation of how hazy beer becomes hazy uh, oh, shit. during the uh, fermentation <laughs> uh, when you add the hops. and uh, You're using all okay. those big terms and stuff like that. Uh, you'll see me from having to go back and look at that again? Yeah, yeah no t- problem. Tell me again right now. Just for the record, so, though, I did not bring this exactly. up. So please do not email me or Warren. <laughs> yeah. I did not do this. We did not do this. So yes. Tasty, you Tasty asked him it. to dumb it Feedbackers. down. Uh, go ahead, Marshall. Sorry, I had to, I had a PSA there. So, well, I, I, that's, that's I, think you're, I think that's a good question, Tasty. And the, the reality is that... that Oh, I hate when I say the reality is, but um, <laughs> the best knowledge or something. We have been, we have been. Um, so okay, I, I, I'm gonna give a little timeline first because I feel like I need to justify myself here. I started off in the Jason camp, the 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 J, the solidly JP camp of if you can't make your tasty juicy beer clear, there's probably a problem <laughs> with your process. I started off there. I will admit that um, because I love clear beer. I love my. I live on the West Coast. Whatever it is, blame it on what you want. You and then JP. I went to the conference, the homebrew conference last year, and um, um, I partnered with. Ed Coffey, who is from Ales of the River Wards. He has a really popular online New England-style pale ale recipe that he brewed for a collaborative experiment with, with us. And I drank those beers, and they were, they were really good. And then a couple days later, one of, the, one of the cool dudes at the conference shared with me a whole bunch of the popular you know, uh, impossible to get, uh, new England style, uh, IPAs on the West coast. And, and a lot of them were good. Some of them weren't very good in my opinion. 
And so I kind of got this this bug in my head of we need to figure out what's making these hazy because I wasn't picking up. I wasn't – you know, hops weren't sticking to my teeth. I wasn't <laughs> – I didn't have that weird grittiness that you get when you drink, you know, a yeasty beer. Um, so I, I wanted to try to yeah. figure out, out what it was. And I think the last time we talked Tasty, we had done an experiment on – uh, flaked oats. And that, in fact, that was the one you guys did on the show, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it was non-significant. So whether 18% of the grist was flaked oats or not, didn't make a difference in terms of flavor, aroma, or mouthfeel. Well, the very next, I think the following weekend after we talked, I brewed another batch. And the idea behind that one was to test out this idea of biotransformation. And I believe that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Say that again. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you Transformation. Beer is arrived and it can biotransfer. Come on. Oh. Yeah. Beam us <laughs> up, Scotty. <laughs> really simply put, biotransformation is the conversion of hop terpenoids uh, when in the presence of certain – so hop oils. <laughs> sorry. There's wow. a, Tasty's biotransforming <laughs> in his pants right now. Yeah. His biotransformation is about to come out all over the Warren. I feel like I've found religion here. Yeah, Go back and repeat that one more time. Go back and repeat Biotransformation. Good. Biotransformation is – Basically, what happens is in the presence of certain yeasts, uh, uh, purportedly certain yeasts, uh, certain hop compounds, these terpenoids, these kind of oily things, can convert from one thing to another, but only in the presence of that yeast. So they're not originally present in the hop itself or in the hops. So uh, I believe the the most common one that, that people are talking about lately is linalool being converted into what's called citronol or citron citronolol or something like that. It basically takes this kind of uh, flowery thing and turns it into a really orangey, juicy, you know, character. And the way you accomplish that is by adding hops uh, at at high croissant, essentially. Uh, so during active fermentation, it's that's the that's the time where the yeast has the opportunity to really interact with the hops. Um, and so what we did is I designed an experiment to test out biotransformation uh, to a <clears throat> to a standard. Or, or West Coast style dry hop, I guess we have to call it something nowadays. Um, and so, what I did is I brewed uh, one batch on a early Saturday morning, and that was the regular dry hop batch. And then two days later, because that's a you know makes up the difference. Two days later, I, ma- I made the exact same beer. Everything about it was exactly the same, and pitched it with the same amount of yeast, all that stuff. And and then I dry hopped each at the same time, which meant that one was dry hopped at high croissant while the other one was dry hopped at the very end of fermentation. There was actually very little croissant left on top of the regular dry hop one. And then I let them finish out and they were kegged at the same time. Um, it was a pain in the ass weekend because two brew days in one weekend. But Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sucks. tell me about it. Totally sucked, and it left me with twenty gallons of beer that I didn't really want to drink. <laughs> but I have a neighbor who really likes this style. So, so anyways... Um, so yeah, we, we did that and I ended up serving that to 28 different people uh, in the experiment and a total of, of 11 of them got it, were, were able to identify the unique sample. Uh, but in order to, uh, to achieve a, a statistical significance, we would have had, we would have required 15 people to get it right. So it wasn't significant. So from that, from that experiment, we can, it, it provides a little bit of um, I wouldn't say proof, but it gives a little bit of uh, evidence that maybe biotransformation isn't all there is to the New England style IPA. If indeed 
the New England style IPA is, you know, its own thing. It's its own style. It's actually that unique. So my next, my we, we've done some yeast experiments that have come back uh, non-significant. You know, we've done some other things as well. So the next one is to kind of combine everything, use the same exact recipe, but change, you know, water chemistry, uh, uh, yeast type potentially, uh, dry hopping timing, all that stuff, and to compare it to the same recipe, but West Coast, you know, brewed with a West Coast process. Mm-hmm. And uh, see if people can even tell those apart. So, great. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I feel like tasting yeah. it to go out and have a cigarette. Tasty now. finished. Yeah. Wow. So that was great. <laughs> it's just exactly what I was looking for, Marshall. Thank you. <laughs> that's exactly, you hit the spot, man. Uh, the spot there. His morning I'm reading tomorrow is going to be so good. <laughs> I've just been waiting. I've just been waiting to do that. So. <laughs> I'm glad you're as good for you as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going. It was was terrible for me, but sometimes (laughs) Tasty was terrible for us. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Marshall, you did it again, my friend. You uh, you gave us some shit to think about, and you gave us some beer to drink. And then you uh, made Tasty do the jerk off motion in the air, and that's that's always good when he can move that fast. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes us uh, it makes us question the death pool over and over again. Yeah, yeah. That's how you know it's a Monday. <laughs> You're right. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, Wednesdays to me. Where can people find out about all your um, all your good stuff, baby? Yeah, yeah. You head over to brewlosophy.com. That's B-R-U-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. Like, uh, like JP said at the beginning of the, of the show, we're starting a podcast. Uh, you can check that out. It's on most of the places where podcasts are available. And this is basically all we do is just this sciencey, nerdy bullshit. So. Is it, is, are there already episodes out? Because I recommended There's- it to somebody today. Not sure. If you rec- would actually be you recommended to to. you recommended the um, the intro. Come listen to our podcast and subscribe now. Episode. So oh, that's okay. okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There you go. You got one listener. It sounded. Good. I hope. I hope it's good. <laughs> so far, the zero episodes you put out have been amazing. <laughs> right. yeah, Keep up the stars. good work. So off the record, uh, yeah. fifth. 50,000 in the first two weeks. That's good listen. That's good listening, right? That's good listening. But what were your actual numbers? <laughs> On the good scale, yeah. Our actual, th- actual numbers, I think we're pushing like 3,200 in the last week. That's so. pretty good. Nice. Hey, thanks. For, you know, for a, for a episode zero, I'm hoping that's okay. <laughs> I have no, I have no <laughs> Nice. It's not bad, my friend. All right. Thanks a lot, Marshall. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Thanks for having me on. All right. Cheers. Peace. Later. Late. There's Marshall. And yeah. you heard it here first. I'm his brother. Well, and so is this the last time we're having him on now that he has his own oh, podcast? Fuck stuff. yeah. Pretty much, yes. Get the yeah. fuck out of here, Marshall. Adios, amigo. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just fucking talked yourself right yeah. out of a spot. Marshall who? Hey, lay off our advertisers, okay? <laughs> he got, yeah. yeah, don't go poaching some shit. That's oh. right. We're talking about here. Marshall, I'm about... We got guys. I'm going to no fuck guys. him up. Let's, oh, go to, let's go to Fresh Yes and beat his ass. It's not up to us. It's not up to us. It's up to Vivo. Yeah. We don't want to do this, Marshall. Yeah. But what we want to do is tell you about great fermentations. Because they are giving away a free homebrew ingredient kit for being for 15 years. What? What? Really? They're giving away a free homebrew ingredient kit for 15 years and a Blickman Brew Easy all-grain brewing system. Maybe it's their 15-year anniversary. Just go to greatfermentations.com slash giveaway and enter for your chance to win. It's a huge prize, a $10,000 retail value. Compliments of Great Fermentations. The grand prize announcement will happen on Saturday, June 17th, which is that NHC? Is that? That's after NHC, isn't it? Or it's during. Oh, it sounds a bit like it right there. Also, they're doing a random... 
Also, they're doing random giveaways every two weeks leading up to the close of the competition. Items include a conical, uh, temperature controllers, the new Blickman Riptide brew pump, and more. It sounds like they're giving away some heavy shit, man. Yeah. Uh, as always, you'll get top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many items. GreatFermentations.com slash giveaway. Be sure to like them on Facebook at GR8Fermentation, and uh, you can find them on Instagram and Twitter uh, like that as well. Free homebrew ingredients man. for 15 years. That's a long time. And a breezy all-grain brewing system. Wow. Pretty gnar, dude. And you get to win for them being around so long. That's true. I love it, man. That's really great. All good. I like that kind of shit. All right. We're going to take a quick break here real fast. Uh, We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Dave Malalalavavlovavkovar. Oh, boy. From uh, Flat Tail Brewing Company because he's doing some weird uh, fundraising thing which involves him, (laughs) beer, and a motorcycle. Oh, boy. Uh, It's the session. Hang on. We'll be right back. To the Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company is is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers. Boom. Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four packed tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. 
They even have all grain systems from Grain Fathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems. Thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you. And all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. And we're back. Thanks for hanging on, everybody. Got to turn my mic off. Or on. Or both. Or both, yeah. Well, see, now that Doc's not here, I don't have, I don't feel pressure to play some Wheeler Walker Jr. Oh, you were thinking about it? I was kind of thinking about it, because I'm a sucker for peer pressure, but... Um, I mean, I, I think it's worth listening to. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe later. Maybe I, I, later. I only know one of his songs. Well, yeah, one yeah. of his songs. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one's worth listening to. Well, what you don't know about is something called the Growler Chill. It's a new thing over on uh, Kickstarter. They're trying to raise some funds. Go to Growler Chill, just how it sounds, growlerchill.com. Um, they have uh, blown past their uh, their requested amount on Kickstarter. They're doing really well, and they're trying to get as many last-minute sign-ups as possible. Uh, what it is, it's a household countertop tap system that fits standard growlers. It holds three growlers at a time, keeps them cold and fresh for weeks, and on tap right at home. So it dispenses via CO2. Uh, it's compatible with both 64-ounce and 32-ounce growlers. Oh, nice. It keeps them cold also um obviously free from oxygen dark and it, it keeps them under pressure which is uh, you guys know is key yeah. in dispensing beer out of anywhere but uh, especially with growlers that's the problem with the growlers you open it up right. and you have one and then you put it back you put the cap on oxygenated yeah. flat doesn't keep you gotta drink it, lose three yeah you gotta drink the it the same day yeah for sure uh you can save 40 bucks off the uh standard retail price by pre-ordering yours on kickstarter through uh 228 so today's the last day literally the last day well, tomorrow <clears throat> tomorrow is literally the last day <laughs> tomorrow uh, read more about it. Growlerchill.com. Check it out on Kickstarter. 
Yeah, it, it, fact checking has been going. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a cool. It looks like a cool little unit, man. Yeah, it looks at it solves the problem with growlers. The downside solves the problem with growlers. Yeah. You think they can be glass or stainless? Maybe they got to be. I, I think, think they can, can be, be anything. Either, yeah, I mean, because if the, there's some pressure involved. Well, know? because if the glass, if the carbon can handle the pressure, or the carbon, the, the growler can handle the pressure, the pressure that's first in right. Them, right? Yeah, you're right. Good yeah, it, there's you not a ton of line restriction. And I bet you can't dispense it over a certain amount. Like you probably can't yeah. crank it to twenty. Right. Psi. Right. Yeah, holds three at a time. Nice little party, right? You can have like four yeah. buddies yeah. over. Yeah. You know, get your three dollars from three different breweries at the same. You know, hang out last week, yeah. accumulate, accumulate them for the party, and then you can pour them. It's great. Yeah, I think it'd be yeah. good. You, you know what's? You know what's even better than that? What? Oh, you were talking. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh. What's better than that is I cut Bev off, and now we <laughs> have our special friend Dave Malarva. He hung up on. Hey, everybody! Sorry, uh, Hi, buddy. Uh, hey, Dave. It's okay. I like talking to Bev better, but I guess I can deal with it. Right, That's right. fucked up. Well, hey, you can go back to talking to her. I'm much nicer. We can, we can maybe hang up on you. Oh, that wouldn't be very friendly. No, that wouldn't. How you doing, man? You had a uh, you were you were brewing today. You were, you were canning today. Yeah, yeah, big old cannon run today, and of course, you know, everything worked perfectly and nothing broke. <laughs> <laughs> sounds Which, like canning. It sounds like the story of your life. <laughs> everything goes perfectly and nothing yeah. breaks. Uh-huh, and then I don't go home and cry myself to sleep at the end of it all. <laughs> Speaking of perfect, uh, Dave and I's collaboration, Yeah, I saw a rating on Untapped yeah. earlier this week. Oh, yeah? The, whoever Wait. it was said, what? love what? the banana, love the clove <laughs> aroma, it's perfect! Exclamation point. Four out of five. Wait, for the collaboration we did like three years ago? Yeah. It's perfect! Four out of five. Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fresh keg. Yeah. Uh, but people still so, like uh, it. Uh, was banana appropriate for the style? Well, it was a Weizenbach. It was, right? it was a Weizenbach. Oh, so okay. banana okay. and clove. Okay, I didn't yeah. know what they were saying. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I couldn't, totally I couldn't acceptable. tell the difference between JP and Beardy on the phone. My apologies. No. Uh, I got I to reset real quick. Now it's hilarious. I thought you were talking about the collaboration we did for the GABF like two or three. Oh years no, ago. no 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 yeah, no! I was oh. like, are okay. you high? Like you guys just collaborated? Well, yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, but oh, right. for Dave, yeah. it, three months is like three years. That's true. He ages. Basically. He ages three it's years like in three ears. months' times. Right. Yeah. It's like dog ears with more alcohol. <laughs> so perfect four out of five. Yes. That sums up the entire problem I have with exactly. beer rating sites. Exactly. I think uh-huh. they're trash. Right. Oh, so we get that all the time. He either doesn't know what perfect Worst beer means. I've ever had three stars. Yeah. I don't <laughs> normally rate this style. Three stars. One out of five. <laughs> Why do you guys even look at this? I, lo- you know, my, I look at it to my laugh. favorite rating. <laughs> in the world is like, this is the best Kolsch I've ever had. <laughs> Two stars. I fucking hate Kolsch. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that review. That's great. Oh, wait a minute. There yeah. Yeah. First of all, we felt good after that, didn't they? I mean, really. Yeah. I'm sure they did. They pressed enter. They laid go like, yeah, man. Really helped. I fucking bone that dude. Yeah. yeah. So why are we talking to you, Dave? We're talking to you because you're doing something that is actually respectable, and I want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing something. And, you know, it might benefit someone other than myself, which is a concept I struggle with. So <laughs> what are you doing? You may man? as well blab about it on the radio. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm partnering with the awesome guys at the National Brain Tumor Society and Jesus. also Brew Public. Uh, I'm sure a, a bunch of your listeners have uh, heard the Brew Public blog. It's one of the biggest beer blogs in the nation. Absolutely. And... Uh, 
the original founder of the blog, Angelo D'Iso, sure. actually uh, uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor, I believe it was about four years ago. And Angelo was kind of one of the first people in the beer blogging biz to, to really give Flattail some love. And he came out, tried our beers, loved them. And, and when we were still a tiny brewery, you know, he got on the horn and, and uh, let people know about what we were doing. And he really helped us out. He's done that with uh, not just us, I mean, countless breweries. Brew Public has really helped kind of get off the ground. So and, uh, it sounds like brain tumors skew your palate then, right? That's what you're saying? Yes, clearly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because Oliver, you know, yeah. you know, JP, yeah. man. That or, or JP is another way to write off his motorcycle that he just bought. <laughs> also that. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Getting to the write-off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we're, we're partnering with him, and, you know, basically the only way I know to, to raise money is to either do it through alcohol or motorcycling. And uh, it's pretty hard to raise money by drinking yourself to death. <laughs> so what I'm doing is I'm attempting a uh, an endurance touring ride. I'm going to try to make it as many miles as possible in 24 hours with my kind of <laughs> Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. with with my goal being making it from Corvallis to San Diego, and then hopefully another two hundred miles back towards the bay in twenty four hours. Where would that and end up? Where would you be? Two hundred miles back. Your county. north of LA ish, probably oh. on the side of the road at a rest stop with the tent set up on a picnic table at the top of the grapevine. Uh, talk uh-huh. to, yeah. Yeah, hey, I know some people down there in in North LA, dude. They'll help you out. Yeah, well, there we go. the uh, The gist of it, though, is what I'm looking for is for all of you fantastic beer radio listeners to uh, chip in a little bit and match my miles with a pledge. So we're looking for anything from one cent a mile to seven thousand four hundred and sixty three billion dollars per mile. That's a range. Yeah, that's, uh, that's you know, anything in between. So, okay, so uh-huh. let me yeah. get this straight. So in 20, how many miles is that are you planning to ride in 24 hours? So my, my really the goal I'm setting as a minimum is 1,000 miles. Minimum. And, yeah, and, and what I'm really going to shoot for is 1,200. He cray. So is 1,000 miles from Corvallis to San Diego, is that... Correct. 1,005 okay. miles is basically my house to San Diego at the uh, um, merchants, uh, Streetcar Merchants of Fried Chicken, which is where I plan on ending <laughs> because they have the, the greatest fried chicken in the fucking world. Okay. And if I ride a motorcycle for 1,000 miles, I better get some goddamn fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be eating in between your house and the fried chicken place? Yes. But unfortunately, I will not be eating fried chicken between my house and the fried chicken place. But every truck stop so doesn't really count. Fried chicken, <laughs> right? Yeah, living off truck stop sandwiches. So how many how many miles do you normally ride? Like when you come down here, or when you go to San Diego, anyway? Like how how how? Because I know you, you push yourself um, to weird extremes. Well, uh, how, the, how, the last time I went to San Diego, I rode one thousand five miles in one day. Yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, the distance from his house to San Diego doesn't change. Well, but I don't. But I, I just I want to know like his average, right? Like Work I would never drive a thousand miles in yeah. a day. I would never. Yeah, do that. no. I mean, 
when I uh, when there isn't something horrible happening, for example, the last time I came down to San Diego, we had a bit of a family emergency. I had to delay by a day, so I, I had to make that ride kind of out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, when I plan things ahead of time and don't want to hurt myself, usually you know, five hundred miles is about my max for a day comfortably, as far as just what I do without you know getting sore or anything go. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that said, you know, I mean, in, endurance motorcycle riding is kind of a hobby of mine, so I do like pushing myself to that level. And also, uh, one of the concerns that has been raised by some of our fantastic Facebook followers, <laughs> uh, I do follow yeah. all of the IBA safety standards. For endurance uh, motorcycle riding, so like, what, what at any that? point in the ride, yeah. heavy if I get tired, <laughs> right? Exactly. If I get tired, I don't go to sleep. I snort a line of cocaine and keep going. There you no, go. Um, okay. yeah. I think it's the Hunter point, Thompson any guidelines for personal issue, whether it's physical, bike related, uh, fatigue, whatever. I will, of course, stop riding. Um, I'm not looking to be. Half passed out in San Diego in the middle of I five. That's and, not something I do. No, and 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 I can read between the lines in saying that even though you hurt, now you can't say this, but I can say it for you. Even though you'll be in pain or you'll be really tired, you're going to keep going until you die, and your <laughs> and your your bike just shifts into neutral. So promise yeah. me, when you're about to pass out, just shift into neutral and then pass out because I want I want you to get those extra miles as right. much as possible for charity. Yeah, you know. I'll make sure to wait until someone's got a dash cam on, yeah, throw the yeah, dab yeah. out, and then just into glory. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or the girl of a passing truck. Either one right. would be I amazing. Mean, yeah. it, was, it was good yeah, enough no, for Jack I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm really, really going to try to make it the full 1,200. Uh, that's that's not a, a super easy thing. I've reached out to uh, Procter & Gamble for a Preparation H uh, oh. sponsorship. Does, it, do you, does your butthole um, so get all raw like that, really? You ever ridden a motorcycle 1,000 miles? I've never ridden a motorcycle, so I don't know. They look real well, comfortable. Then, you know, maybe well, you should imagine, join me. Imagine no. 24 hours on a Sibian. Yeah, now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that has lube, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. And it, and it goes so up your my butt. motorcycle. <laughs> Uh, so you're going to have preparation H. You're going to have uh, all sorts of stuff. So 24 hours. So you're going to leave 24 hours later. Hopefully, you'll be eating fried chicken in San Diego. <laughs> Has Emma taken well, out extra Well, the hope is insurance? I'm eating fried chicken in like 14 to 16 hours. If it takes me 24 hours hours to get to uh, San Diego, then I'm in trouble. Uh, oh, really? Okay. 24 hours is just a time limit. Okay. That's not how long I expect it to take me. No, riding straight for 24 hours, that, that, that would be a little... Crazier than even I'm willing. To you couldn't. On. You couldn't do it. I'm not saying. Well, okay. Uh, no, I'm going to do it. All right. I guess okay, I'm ready. Twenty four hours. Ready twenty four hours. Yeah, what I a think pussy. Safety certainly becomes well, an issue at that make point. Fun of me. <laughs> How many insurance policies happy. has Emma taken out on you? Oh, so this? many. I feel like yeah, we're time to cash in. Can we get in on that too? <laughs> yeah. Can we take a policy really out for a you? long shot? Or maybe that's such a long shot. This is the first time Tasty has ever asked to get on in on someone else's life insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> I, like well, col- hey. I like the collab for sure. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys should collaborate on life insurance. Take right. one out on him. Yeah. yeah you know, well, last time we were, we were pretty even on the death pool, so. Yeah, well. So I, I, I was. Uh, uh, I was. Uh, I had a brain fart earlier. What what size bike are you going to be on? 
Oh, I'm going to be on my 1200. It's a big old touring bike. It's a touring bike. Oh, so you got the right wheels yeah. for this project. That's good. Yeah, in the past I've done it on uh, a couple track bikes, track and then bike? I did it on my yeah, dirt really? bike last uh-huh. year, and what? yeah, and that's that's less less comfortable. <laughs> Would think you're an insane person. Yeah, but you are an insane person. Like that. <laughs> so you guys are just getting this now. So if you if you hit your your one thousand two hundred and you're in North LA and you're like fuck it, I'm going to keep going. Uh, is that entirely yeah, I'm possible? Keep going. Okay. Yeah, uh, my brother uh, lives in Petaluma, so that's kind of my strict goal is 1,500 miles. Okay. Uh, but but that would that would be definitely on the uh, the really difficult side of things. Technically speaking, I, I'd have to maintain a 62 and a half mile per hour average, including stops to do that. And uh, as you can imagine, it, it's tough to. To make that number. Well, the, do you cruise well, that? As you being a rule follower, I can I can totally see that. Yeah. You're, you're, if when I when I when I, when someone goes, hey, who who do you know that follows the rules like to the letter? I go, you know who I think of, Dave Malavoy. <laughs> that guy doesn't take shortcuts, so I can see what you're First saying. First off, it's it's Mur Love <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So have you have you, you, rigged, have you rigged your Brett fermenter into a pea canister <laughs> so that way you don't have to stop for pea breaks? Ooh, no, but I do have yeah, a do like pea canister, catheter. and I do have a bread fermenter on the bike. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be fermenting they might bread be or the pea? Same vessel. <laughs> yeah. Don't confuse <laughs> the two when you go to drink. Um, so you do have a pea canister. How do you, how does that work? Do you have like one of those condoms, whatever those are, with like a like a like a the tube the attached leak. to it? What you guys you guys have never used a sneaky leak before? No. Oh, it's fantastic. We, yeah, we're not up. rednecks. I keep trying to tell you that. <laughs> okay, rednecks just pee their pants, man. That's Unsophisticated. <laughs> What's a sneaky leak, dude? What's a sneaky leak? Uh, it's an external catheter, oh. and you just run it down your pant leg into a little uh, boot pee bladder. It's fantastic. So, like, for... I don't know how to even say it. <laughs> for me, at the moment of release of urine... Um, I don't think uh-huh. I would be able to do anything but just stand there and hold my wiener. Right. Like, well, you're on a think, motorcycle. Like right now, yeah. think, try to pee right now. Just sitting where you are. I don't think I could. I'm, I'm peeing I right now. Let's go for another hour. Right now, we're I bet you could. I could yeah. pee, yeah. I could pee sitting in, right in, here. He's on that bike. But like it's going, like shaking everything. It's like, oh, yeah. But like pressures I mean, are building. I mean, but like going 70 miles an hour, like do you do you pee when you're like like uh, fucking lane splitting or do you just wait till you're like <laughs> in the slow lane? He's got, he got you got No, man. No, 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 no. when you die, you just lose all control? The problem is... Remembering to not kick your legs up on the highway bars after you fill the pee bladder. Uh, That's really the only difficult Because you'll refill your own bladder, right? Well, exactly. No, it just yeah. starts flowing backwards. Ah. This is disgusting. That's just awesome. So you start filling your boot. Yeah. These are my hobbies. <laughs> wow. Did you ever, like, cut the cord? Like, oh, good. Drop that one on the Yeah, if someone's tailgating me, it's also <laughs> really good. Oh, yeah. yeah, road slick. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be spy hunter, too. Yeah, you, you think it's appropriate to run your uh, windshield wipers while a motorcycle's behind you, huh? Check this one out. So is this how you're getting to uh, the Springfest? Yeah, it actually is. Oh, nice. Wait. So I'll be riding from Corvallis to San Diego. And then back to Petaluma the next day, and the day after that, I'll be doing a promo at Beer Rev in Oakland, and doing ride-alongs all day. And then the day after that is Spring Fest. And then uh, after 
all of this insane motorcycle riding. I get to relax by riding my motorcycle home on Sunday. <laughs> can you take a life insurance policy you out on your friend? You make a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can? <laughs> you can. Somebody you else can. Yeah, they'll take a questionnaire like, yeah, what do you do, skydiving? Thousand mile, you know, motorcycle trips. Yeah. Like, yeah, check, check. Yeah. Premiums to be high, but hey. You know, they I'm actually didn't ask me about motorcycles when I did my life insurance policy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you have an accidental death uh, right around there, too? That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. That doubles, double down. On that. <laughs> you do make bad. De- what is wrong with you? I guess you're so just. Many things. I guess you're just. Uh, you're just grinding. You're just trying to grind it out and make it work. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah sure, something like that. Plus, I mean, there's just something really uh, satisfying about it's doing a- something that sucks ass for like 18 hours in a row and then getting to the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then doing it again, doing but it not getting paid right, for and it. And then yeah. doing it. Again. Yeah, yeah. He wants us to, yeah. to do a, a Dave Marliave memorial ride oh. from Corvallis to San Diego in next year. Yeah, yeah. but we well, all pile in the <laughs> Whether it's this year or next, I'm sure you guys will be planning that at some point. <laughs> how do you um, how do you plan on staying awake? Are you just tons of coffee, or are you a monster energy drink guy, or or no, like the aforementioned cocaine magic? Balls? sack of juice um i, I take a, a three liter platypus bladder like you'd use in a you know like a camel back it's a proprietary blend of uh energy drinks gatorade and pepto-bismol <laughs> and it, it just does great you know, you suck on that thing all day and you're good to go you have a catheter anna you have a number one number two uh, exit what do you yeah actually don't make in and out bags. baby it's it's full circle that's disgusting. I'm a holistic kind of guy. Oh. You're something. You got something on every hole. <laughs> well, preferably so I, not every hole. So are you, you going to have know. food? Are you going to have food on your in your in your saddlebags, or you going to stop yeah, at truck so, stops? Or? So that's, that's kind of part of the. Uh, he's going to tape a, a granola <laughs> bar to the inside of his teeth. Damn it, Chief. You're going to have sponsors help with the food. Is that what you're saying? Oh. I, I actually have my wife on the back of the bike, and she's going to what? bird all of my food to me. She's just regurgitating it to me as that's I ride. That's her job. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of hot. That's hot. I can't even. I'll let you work that out on your own. Are you going to have a, a, a trail team? Yeah. No. You? Um, that's a that's a fun story. Hold on, let me guess. He had one and he had commitments, but they backed out at the last minute because it's Dave. No, right, right. They'll back out in two months. Well, not quite. Okay. They never signed up in the first place. Okay. Uh, so, so I started this project uh, uh, quite a while ago, many months ago, and uh, you know, as you guys may remember from my last motorcycle project. You know, people were really excited at the beginning, and then once they realized they had to, like, do things and stuff, uh, they, they kind of weren't so excited. So I started reaching out to, to every motorcycle riding brewer I knew and kind of saying, hey, would you be willing to put down some serious miles to, to do this fundraiser? And uh, a lot of the feedback I got was like, well, how about we do, like, 100 miles? <laughs> And Whoa. My point was kind of like, you know, we're we're asking people to give money, and not just a little bit of money, but like serious money. And if I go to someone and I say, "Hey, will you match my hundred miles with a thousand dollars?" Because I'm having a great 
two and a half hour motorcycle ride. <laughs> right. that, that doesn't really. That's like, hey, I'm going to go bowling. Will you give me five hundred bucks? No, that that doesn't work. Yeah, okay. there has to be some effort on on the side of the rider in order for it to work. And the only two breweries that were willing to actually put in over five hundred miles, to their credit, were Boneyard. Uh, Tony and his crew of Boneheads oh, were were down mm-hmm. to do it. Great crew. And then. Uh, uh, Melvin Burling had a oh, couple yeah. volunteers. Yeah. The, the problem with Melvin is they're in fucking Wisconsin, so they would have to basically ride the entire Wyoming. fundraiser. <laughs> right. Or Wyoming, whatever, same yeah. shit. Yeah. Starts with a W yeah. in a state that no one cares about. <laughs> um, so just logistically, it was going to be more difficult to do it with the group than without it because the group was me and Boneyard and melvin right so i just decided to kind of solo the whole thing so uh no i will not have support i'll be leaving corvallis at at around four o'clock in the morning and i'll hope to hit uh, san diego before 10 p.m and uh hope to be done with the whole ride before one or two o'clock in the morning so you'll be going through la right at rush hour yeah did that uh last time uh i actually caught the trump protest that closed down i-5 Oh, that's good. Uh, that protested yeah. a lot too. By yeah, the way. so they're that, still well, protesting. You know, the karmic irony of posting something on Facebook about Trump and then getting stopped after being on a motorcycle for sixteen hours straight by an anti-Trump protest—it it, was—it at least gave me a chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you gonna? Have you have you made sure the uh, this you know magic orgasmic fried chicken place is actually open? Uh, when you get into town at 10? They are open. That would be amazing uh, if you I, I have not asked them to specifically save chicken for me. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, my motivation to make good time is really to get there before they run out of chicken. You might, that you that might is just, my primary motivation. You might also just the tell them. I would reach out to them and just tell them, like, hey, I'm... Oh, I will. Yeah, I'll good. be hitting them up for money, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, speaking of which, uh, you guys, you guys going to... You gotta, gotta talk, you gotta talk huh? to Justin, man. I don't know. Yeah, you're well. Oh man, I mean, you're on air, and I mean, this would just be a this would be an inopportune time to say you're yeah. you're not gonna donate. To no, no, I'm not saying email, email, email charity dude at, at the greenwire dot com. Yeah, if That's it bounces back, don't worry, yeah. we still get a copy. Yeah. I will throw into the life insurance policy. How can uh, other Pretty people who policy. have uh, how can other people who have money actually donate to this? So, uh, unfortunately, we do not have a really convenient, easy URL to send people to. <laughs> but what you can do... You're like the bad news yeah, bears like of life. I know, I know. Send I knew you guys would like that. Um, <laughs> Just cash so if you have a third grade education and can manage to Google, Google. National Brain Tumor Society Team Brew Public, if you Google that, it'll go to the Team Brew Public site, and then you can just click on my name, Dave Marleyoff, as a donor, and you can donate money. National Brain Tumor Society Team Brew Public. Yes. All right. See? Correct. And you didn't get past third grade, Warren. Our first ever donor to this was the BNR Army's own Peter Munoz. Oh, nice. Yeah, very first donor. Thank you, Peter, very much. Nice, Nice job. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Congratulations. How did you do that yep. without listening to the show yet? <laughs> Time travel. Oh. Well, you know, 
Unlike you, he uh, paid attention to my Facebook feed, JP. Wow. First of all, that was Warren. Second of all, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally pay attention to your Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that, you guys seriously sound the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting well, uh, Dave Malava, love, uh, thank you very much. I, I suggest uh, loading your MP3 player with a lot of Wheeler Walker Jr. Oh, yeah. I've actually got the complete works of Ween uh, oh. loaded up, and I think that's all I need. Uh, you need some Wheeler Walker <laughs> Jr. Yeah, on random. Just all right, tell I'll, you I'll that. toss that in uh, for my, my victory drive home. <laughs> yeah, take a victory lap, listen to redneck shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, my friend. Well, thank you uh, for coming on and telling us about it. I sincerely you know, hope that you arrive uh, on time yeah, and that, or, uh, in one piece and that you depart and exist for at least a few more years. Yes. I also hope to not die in a fiery ball of metal and oil. Even yeah. but, I, you know, I think hey, I think if you were I think if you were to die it wouldn't be a, a fiery ball, it'd be more like a like a doughy lump slumped over and then getting skidded out underneath a, a, a turnip truck or something. Hey bro, I've been working on my abs like mad hard. So I'm just saying doughy is not an adjective you should be using right now. All right, okay. I don't know. Show me your right. photos or didn't right. okay. Urine soaked. I'll, I'll send you a dick pic tonight. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Dave. And uh, good luck. When, wait, when do you, you do guys. this? Sorry, when do you do this? Is there a last day to March donate? March 29th is okay. the ride. So, and if you don't want to do a per mile donation, you just want to throw 10 or 15 or 20 or 5, whatever buck, you can go to the website and donate right now. Okay. Sounds good. Yep. God bless, David. All right. See you in April. Bless you all. All right, bye. Good night and good luck. Goodbye. Oh, hey, Dave. Oh, just wow. missed him. You were just going to hang on up on him anyway. Yeah, I was yeah. going to do the old, hey, Dave, and then hang up on his ass. Uh, I was also going to tell him about the wonder of Beersmith. Go to Beersmith.com now, speaking of Googling things, and uh, get your 21-day free trial of Beersmith. Uh, Everyone uses Beersmith. It's the most comprehensive and up-to-date software you can find out there. We love Beersmith. Beersmith loves us. Beersmith loves you. You should love Beersmith, too. I love Lamp. 21-day free trial. Beersmith.com. Um... That's it, right? Is We're it? done. You did all the live reads? Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I, have, I have one left to do. But, I, have, uh, I, have to, I have to mention this beer I'm drinking. Yes. Uh, Melanie O'Donoghue brought in uh, a homebrew that uh, her and her husband Greg made. It's a Janice Brown Ale. Yeah. I swear, it's one of the best I've ever had. Nice. That's one of my wow. for that. Awesome. Nice. Congratulations, a, uh, everybody. Greg's a commercial brewer of it, uh, North Mountain Brewer in yeah, it's Phoenix. Yeah, it's on the, it's on the, the thing. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Nice oh, job. Nice. Um, who else makes good beers? Drake's. Oh, yeah. Our local favorite here in the Bay Area. If you're sure. uh, in the Bay Area, they have two locations. They have the Drake's mm. dealership, and they also have the brewery. Uh, and then they have that's like a sprawling thing, too. Yeah. So it's not just like a normal brewery. You go to the barrel house, and they got oh, food yeah. out there and all that kind of stuff. The dealership's great. Yeah. I, they even have beer on tap here, I think, tonight. Uh, Drake's does? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. 1500 really? That, too. Yeah. That must have just gone on, because I didn't see oh, it. Oh, it was on. No, it's it was on. on. Oh, you're oh. bad. You're bad. It's been on. It was on yesterday. Really? Oh, oh I didn't come here yesterday. No, come on. you should have one before you go. Yeah. I will. I will. I've been drinking the Society. We already talked Excellent about that. Beer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good beer. Yeah. So I, I guess I just... This is a great uh, tap I, I was going to happen. Yeah. 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 I was drinking Sometimes you see a beer and you just never get that. Yeah, but Drake's, you know, good people making some good beer. So if you're in the area, definitely visit them. And if you're out of the area and you see them, give them a shot, man. They make yeah. some good beer. I like those guys. Um, okay, we don't have a um, 
We don't have a Twitter game to do. No. That's my fault, sort of, I guess. I, actually, it's probably just Warren's fault. I'll take the blame. My phone is dead. It said battery critically low. It's critical. Critical. Let's it's get critical. critical. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you guys know all the plugs. Thanks to uh, Marshall from Bulosophy.com coming through oh, yeah, and uh, doing that uh, whole beer experiment thing that he does. And this is the rare time we had two beers. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, thanks to Dave Malavava for coming on. Go do the, what is it, the National Brain Tumor Society or something like that. Uh, Brew Team Crew. Brew Public. Brew Public. Uh, you guys will find it and, uh, you know, and support yeah. Dave. I, you know, maybe I'll, I'll dig up some money. Money. And I'll tell Jada to, to throw some hard-earned being money at him because it's a good it's a good cause. Yeah, yeah, it's a good cause. We like supporting each other in these times of need. And thanks, more beer. Yeah, thank you to more beer, of course. Thank you to Tasty and Warren for sticking out the I rest of the show. Sure, Doc decided to leave. <laughs> he goes, "I'm leaving. It's for the best." <laughs> All right, hey. Godspeed, young man. Godspeed. Yeah. He has to work uh-huh. tomorrow. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, sticking with us, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Be as great as his cherry.